Hey, everyone. Hello, everybody. Oh, my God. Is this deja vu? No. <laughs> Welcome back to Timeless Gamer, where the games and bodies may grow older, but our gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. And, yeah, we are um, we, we are back uh, for another 3DS episode. So, what happened? Well, <laughs> um, because we had so much fun from the last episode. Uh, so we did the 3DS episode uh, last week, and we had so much fun talking about that system that we kind of skipped on a few games that we were talking about, and we forgot to mention them in detail on why we liked them in the first place. So, uh, uh, so just to address that issue that we got from uh, from a few people, we are doing a redo of our 3DS episode, which is this one. And, all, and for for this particular episode, we are going to showcase the hell out of the games that uh, that really made an impact in our gaming experiences, in particular with the 3DS. So, uh, joining us back for this particular episode, we got Serviraj. Thank you. I'm, I'm back here again. Uh, we'll go through um, the the games in a bit more detail. I mean, we had lots of fun, as Sergio said last episode of showing our collections and going through them as quickly but we went i think there's just too many games not enough content so this time we're going to go through the content so i, I don't see it as a redo i see it as a 3ds part two that's what it is so <laughs> first one you know those who want to sort of look at the, the, the games in a bit more detail i've got a selection here and so do the rest of the panel so over to over back to you over to the next person on the panel all right thank you for that survey raj and returning back oh my god we're back again miss hino Hi everyone, um, thank you for having me back here again. Um, yeah, um, Joyce, right? We were so hyped up last episode, <laughs> uh, last that, um, during our last 3DS episode that we really forgot to talk about the games in depth. So right now I've been invited back again so that I can share some of my recommended games for the 3DS. All right, thank you for that, Miss Hino, and of course, our Joe. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are. This is the Banyang Native here on Timeless Gamer. And yes, this is more of a deep dive into the games that we have on the 3DS. And I'll have to compliment you, Joe. That was a particularly sly little reference to the Backstreet Boys that you did. So uh, this <laughs> our, my household being a Backstreet Boys household. The missus is a huge fan. So <laughs> I just wanted to say hi to the audience. And we are going to be talking about our 3DS games with a little bit more in-depth so we can describe to both the visual audience and the audio podcast audience um, uh, what we have and you know the games that we recommend that you want to try if you want to check out the 3DS library. So back to you, John. All right. So apparently a Backstreet Boys household, Sir Joe. Huh? <laughs> yes, we are. Tell me why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It, it's ain't nothing but a heartache. What can I say? <laughs> ain't nothing but a heartache. <laughs> okay, okay, so that way. So let's go. <laughs> they, they want it that way. Uh, yeah, so let's nice. not waste time wasting time. So I will uh, we'll have Serviraj, and he has a few. And knowing Serviraj, knowing the chatterbox that is Serviraj, so he has a few games for all of you guys. Mm. But just to make sure that it doesn't run the clock, we said, okay, talk. <laughs> uh, you can only talk about one game, six minutes, ma- uh, six minutes max. So let's see how it goes. Well, that's right. the thing, though. Viraj, one moment. Just, let me just interject, Viraj. We uh, we know that you're a chatterbox, but you are, are we you are our lovable 
chatterbox. Oh, thank you. That's very, that's very sweet of you to say. Mm, okay. um, the games that I'm going to go through just before I begin, um, these, for those of you who, who own a 3DS, uh, who are thinking of buying a 3DS, I thought, okay, like what's accessible to you? And three, yeah, handheld collecting can be quite expensive. So I thought, let's pick games that are really good, attainable, that you can get cheap, but they're really good as well. So mine are actually quite mainstream, and some of you might actually own these games already. But these are actually really good games that actually, not only are they great for the system, but actually showcase the ability of this as well. I know that Sir Joel doesn't particularly enjoy the 3D aspect of it, and that's fine, you can turn the 3D slider off if you're into that. These are very good games, 3D or no 3D. So without further ado, I'll begin with the first the first game that I wanted to pick. And obviously, this is deja vu because I, I did go through my collection the other day um, when we did this. But um, let's go with Pilot Wings. This is a release title for the Nintendo 3DS. Um, this is like a, a simulator sandbox type of flight simulator game where you have a series of vehicles. As you can see, you've got an airplane on the cover, you've got a jetpack, you've got a, a glider. You also get other vehicles. There's three other vehicles as well. So you get a bigger jetpack and you get a, a little turbo jet. So you've got, you got, I can't remember what the other vehicle was, but you get to experiment on Woohoo Island, which is in the background here. Um, that's actually the Wii Sports Island. You know, this is like Nintendo's, that's why it's got that Wii Sports. You've got your, your me there as, as, a, as a picture there. You see in the video here how the game is playing. There you go, you've got that. And you've got these little tasks that you have to go through to get points. And um, you get these missions on there, so you can play the game through the mission mode. And you, you know, you get rated for every mission up to one to three stars. And the aim is to get three stars on every bit of the bit of the task that you get. And it's a lot of fun because it has tons of replay value. You also have free mode where you can just practice and just go around the island as well. So it's a really good sandbox game. The visuals are stunning. It looks amazing in 3D. I mean, when I first bought this game and I looked at the 3D, it really does pop out at you. And I think out of all the 3D games on Battle Showcase, this one can actually be a strain on your eyes, which is why it might be a good idea to turn the 3D slider off if it does strain on your eyes. But that depth of perception, that feeling really is showcased on this release title. It really, you could argue this is like a tech demo for the system when they were making it. So yes, it, it is a great deal of fun. Um, again, it's quite personalized because you have, you know, your your own me, because obviously 3DS has a camera on it, you take a picture of it, and it's you flying that as well, it's you flying that, um, which, which again is a lot of fun. The soundtrack, the music on this is quite soothing, it's, it's, a, it's a soft theme to it, good, good for easy listening, it's like a good game to just chill to and have, have a lot of fun with, and I spent this week actually replaying it while I was at work, just, just like downtime on my meal break, just to chill out, there was no one to talk to in the mess room, I'm a talker if anything. <laughs> So that's um, that's Pilot Wings Resort. Um, it's the mm. third in a series of Pilot Wings. Obviously, there, there was one on the Super Nintendo, one on the Nintendo 64. This is actually the best out of the three because I've played all three as well. So those of you who love Pilot Wings, this is for you. Those of you who just want a game to just chill out and just have fun with, pick up and play. You don't even have to do the missions. You sort of mess about with it. You got that as well because um, it's such a lovely 3D playground. And I think there was a comment made on last episode that. The, D- the DS, even though it had 3D games, is predominantly a 2D. This really does showcase the 3D graphics and the 3D power the 3DS had. So, you know, um, this is this is a very good game that I would say. Um, any questions, guys, on the panel about Pilot Wings Resort? My my sole question is: uh, you mentioned that the difficulty is um, is not as brutal or as punishing as most uh, as most other games there are. So I think this would be more along along my along up my avenue because of the fact that I 
in my younger days, I used to like hard games, but nowadays I kind of look around for games that are more relaxed. So it, this definitely does sound like it might be more a more my speed, more a relaxing, not as punishing, not as brutal kind of game. So it's not so much a question as it is 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 my impression uh, like is my impression accurate on that? Um, in terms of difficulty, it's as hard as you want to make it. Mm. Now, me being a completionist, I like to yeah. complete the game with all three stars with every single mission. So you've got like gold, bronze, you got the bronze uh, task, you then have the silver task, and you then have the, the gold task and whatever. And then you have to get, the, so it does actually get harder as it gets along. So there is a challenge and you mm. are not, there are days where like you see it says 20 points in the demo, they're 40 points. And the target is like to get like gold, you might need to get like 150 points. Yeah. Mm. So if you're 120, you might actually get like only two stars or whatever. Mm. So the, the encouragement is, oh, can I get three stars? And you are going to get frustrated thinking, okay, but it's it, what I love about this game is it's a trial and error game. If you fail, you can try again and think, okay, where did I go wrong this time? And you learn from your mistake. Okay. okay. Did I land popping? Was the landing too rough? I lose points on that. So it is purely, it's a skill game, it's a skill driven game. But it's not like overly difficult in my opinion. You can master it. That circle pad on the 3DS, you can be quite gentle on it. It's not gonna, you know, it's not something you're gonna be rough with. It's quite an easygoing game, like I said. Mm. And it's, it's quite a chill game too. And the graphics are, are, are beautiful to look at, beautiful sound. It's not gonna make you go, oh no, what did I do here? There might be moments like, oh great, what did I do that for? But it's quite a relaxing game. All right, sounds good. Anybody else have any questions? No, not really a question, but I just found it really funny that the name of the island is Woohoo Island. <laughs> it reminds me of The Sims with the Woohoo. I know. I was about to say that, yeah, but what can I say? It, it's <laughs> purely well, better than Wuhan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Better than Wuhan Island, I guess. Well, but seriously, um, <laughs> on, uh, uh, not really a question. Is this really a question or just a comment? Are you seriously flying through rings? Mm. It's 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 Superman sixty four. I know <laughs> you're headed that direction. Oh, yeah. Why? Are you seriously flying through rings? Yeah, why not? Okay. No, no, no. Like Sir Joel said, it's just Superman sixty four flashback. Joel was just having flashbacks of oh. Superman sixty four. Combination of a video game. Why yeah. do you have to ruin this show? <laughs> I know. I know. No, no, but um, but I did um. So, in regarding with, with, with Violet Wing, so I got Sir Joel a Violet Wing's mm. SNES uh, yes. cartridge for him and mm. uh, try to test it out just if it works. And so, yeah, you got this biplane and you're supposed mm. to, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how you're supposed to fly the game, but I believe you're supposed to run, uh, fly throughout the track, mm. go through the and I'm like, okay, that's all I do. I mean, do I do yeah. I do anything? Else? It's, it's a simulation game. You have tasks to do. And Pilot Wings is a series for Nintendo. It has always been like a tech demo for their system, like the Super FX and, and Mode Seven tech demo for the SNES was Pilot Wings uh, with the N64. Pilot Wings 64 again was really showing what 3D gaming could be like. And this again is is another tech demo for the three. They've, they've used that IP again to show the greatness of it. But so yeah. it's not yet. So it's not just about the acrobatics of flying the uh, flying the flying the plane. I think that's that's a part of it. But we all know that it's then obviously it was, it was something to show the, the capabilities of the system in the same way. Yeah, in the same way that uh, Metroid Prime Hunters was for the for the DS before it showed what how it was capable. So I think that's what this that particular game was. But anyway, moving on from that, let's start with the second game my list and the second game is a game that's very close to my heart and it's Sonic Generations on the 3DS 
Um, this is like, um, you know, actually the only third party game I have on my list, everything else is first party to recommend. So, anyway, it's a Sega game. It's a 2D Sonic platformer, like, well, Sonic is a platforming franchise. Um, you know, and what makes Sonic's generation from the 3D special is it's not, obviously, it's not like its main console counterparts, is it? It's a different game to the extent that it's not. You know, it's, it's, it's restructured and it has 3D pop-out graphics as well. 3D is actually really good on it, but it, it makes the graphics look sharper. So it's not a requirement for the video game, like you could say with, with, with Pilot Wing, you have that depth of field that really helps you like sort of navigate your character. With this, it just makes the, the image looks a bit sharper when you're playing as either classic Sonic or modern Sonic. And here you have a, a video playing here of, of how the game runs. Now, what makes this game really special to me and why it's my favorite Sonic handheld game I have played, you know, Sonic Pocket Adventure on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, the Advanced series on the Advanced, and even the Sonic Rush games on the Nintendo DS along with Sonic Colors. This was the first Sonic game on the 3DS, in my opinion, the best one. There were others that they had afterwards, but what made this one really special is for those, there are, there are three types of Sonic fans. You get like the guys who like Sonic from the, the Mega Drive era, you know, uh, the classic Sonic fans. You have the, the Dreamcast dreamers who love the Sonic Adventure series of games. And you have the modern Sonic gamers who like you know, everything that's coming out now to this point, we'd say, um, or to the point of where where this game came. Now, this particular game is, is a 2D game, but as you can see here, you've got a 3D bonus level as well, um, which in itself is a challenge. You get a Chaos Emerald as well. But um, it's, it has two modes. You've got Classic mode with, with this character here, with, with, with normal Classic Sonic. And if you want more platforming elements, that, that, that one of every stage will have that aspect to it. And it's, focus will be more on platforming than speed, although they can be quite fast levels. On this particular, on, on Sonic, on Sonic Generations, well, on the Act 2, you also have modern Sonic, and that is purely up, well, I am saying purely, but there's a lot more speed to that, and Sonic can go really fast, you know, for those, those people who love Sonic and the faster side of Sonic, he can go really fast. Now, I know Sonic has received criticism in recent years that he goes too fast for him to control, right? You know, oh, I'm going too fast, I missed the platform or whatever. This isn't the case in this game. You have enough time for, to make those split-second jumps that you need. You have an auto-target lock-on to make it easier to defeat enemies, do various combos and access certain parts of the level as well, because it has an exploratory element as well, which is really fun. Although the aim of the game is to get through the level as quick as possible. And as I mentioned with Sonic, with the name Sonic Generation, it goes through every era of Sonic. The first three zones are from the classic era, the next couple of zones are from the sort of Dreamcast era of games. Um, you actually get to play Emerald Coast from the original Sonic Adventure game, but in, in this particular format. And also you have like the Sonic Color stages for the modern stage, you know, towards the, the end of it. It actually has an interesting story, and obviously it's to do with a, a time bandit of sorts at the end, with messing with time, etc. Um, and you also have a lot of non-playable characters. Obviously Sonic and his friends are there, you, know, you have them, but it is purely, you do play as Sonic, and even though it has a two-player mode, you can access the you know, tail, the thing is the two-player aspect of it. I never played it in two-player, sadly, when I had this game, because nobody wanted it. But the fact of the matter is, um, it's actually a very, very good game. Very good game. So that's basically Sonic Generations. The 3D aspect of the game are the boss battles and the bonus stage. So it does actually have a 3D aspect to it, but the games are, are on a 2D sort of platformer level. But I really do love it. I think it's a very well-made platformer. It's cheap. You can easily get this game if you want something that's fun. And for those of you who are nostalgic and, and love the classic tunes of Masato Nakamura with the original Green Hill Zone, some lovely remixes. One thing I'll say about Sega games is they really do pump out some good sound. And I know Miss Hinu said the other day during our last podcast is the 3DS didn't have the best speakers in the world. Well, this does pump out a lot of sound from those speakers. Your thoughts, guys? 
uh, uh, visually, uh, it is very pleasing. If you ask me, the 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 idea that it Sonic is running through the <clears throat> the zones that you're familiar with in the original games, they are rendered very well here. It seems in 3D, so we kind of wonder that 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 field that he's running over when you the the field the depth of field kind of shifts so that you can see more in more detail what it looks like from his perspective i like it it's, it seems like a really good game if i if i if, if i if my re, if my reflexes were any better i probably i probably 100 this <laughs> oh man you're so modest with your reflexes. <laughs> i will say on 3d it does the graphics look really crystal clear mm-hmm. you, any thoughts it looks like a really fun game um the combination of the 2d side scrolling and the 3d um, levels of the game are very refreshing and it's a nice change of pace. I think it w- it's a nice way for newcomers in the Sonic franchise um, to experience the game. At least it gives them this variety and you did mention that it has the classic tunes just um, rearranged. So that's a very nice touch on the developers end too. What about you, Sir John? What do you, what do you have to say, Sir John? Uh, On my take, this would have been... Sonic Adventures, a third game, if the Xbox, you know, um, if the Xbox 360 released it as a as a uh, as a third installment for Sonic Adventures, um, uh, with a 3D aspect, looking at um, Sonic running, but also not, uh, but also the way the angles looking at, looking from the back, upward, forward, downward, sideward. It, it really did reminded me of Sonic Adventures for uh, for the for the Xbox 360, but still not forgetting to infuse that 2D that that 2D aspect of it. So it's more of a 2.5D in a way. Yeah. So it's a so it's a 2D 2.5D and a 3D. So it just mixes it all together. If that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Again, just to, just to close, um, there are another couple of Sonic games: There's Sonic Lost World and Sonic Boom for 3DS. This is actually the one you want to play. I don't think Sonic works well in my opinion on the three. But anyway, moving on, we got Mario Kart 7. That's my next game. Um, it's the only racing game I bought for the system, and it's the only one I needed. I felt um, it is, a, you know, it needs the franchise needs no introduction. It's obviously the, on the seventh one now. <laughs> this is what they're so aptly labeled as number seven. Uh, what makes this more special than Mario Kart DS or the Wii version that was added? Well. From, I don't know if you can see on the end of the box mm. or the graphics, I'll like, have a video up there. The graphics on this game are outstanding, you know, in terms of how you play, how, you know, not only are you playing the game and you are going very fast as well at 150. Out of all the Mario Kart games up until this point, when I played this one, I thought I was going really fast. Yeah, I mean, there's just something to do with it. You know, the, 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 the 3DS really, really did give, give really good power to it. And um, there we go, we've got the video here running. You see the graphics, you've got your hand glider. Again, the depth looks crystal clear in 3D. It's a game that works in 3D as well. Um, you know, I love playing this game during the Olympic period when it came out. The drift responds really well with that, that circle pad that you have. Um, so that's one thing I really love about that game. Very easy to drift in this game and power slide and get ahead and get those boosts that you want, as you can see here. Um, you have a whole host of characters like you do with this, the, the previous games. You have you can modify your car as well. A lot more mods you can do on this one than you can with Mario Kart DS. Um, you have a lot more colorful, diverse tracks that can make you go around in loops and all sorts of things. You can fly off cliffs. You can actually have the car glide and fly off certain planes and all, all sorts of things. Um, so yeah, you have a lot of customization here. 
a lot of variety, new tracks. You also have classic tracks as well. Music is on point. What I, my favorite rendition of Rainbow Road is actually on this particular version of the game. It is a beautiful sounding track and actually <laughs> a good pleasure of mine is just going back on that track just to listen to that video through. It's such a, a wondrous feeling when you're playing through that level. So those of you who like the N64 version of the game and have that nostalgia for it, I think you'll actually be, be very pleased with the Rainbow Road on this if you haven't played this game. Again, it's quite a cheap game to get on the DS. If you haven't got it yet, go for it and give it a go. Um, again, you've got the Mirror Road, you can flip the tracks as well once you've unlocked all the modes on 50cc, 100cc, 150, you get the Mirror Race tracks, so it flips the tracks around, so you have an additional challenge there. Again, as you can see here, you, you can use motion controls, although with me, I'm a button man, to be honest. I love using my buttons um, playing this game. Um, and yes, you also have a, a bunch of new items on here as well as the, you know, the classic blue shell or whatever to play with. So you've got an increased variety of how this game plays in terms of attacks and weapons as well. Um, but yeah, very, very good game. Your thoughts on this, guys? Um, I'll just pitch my two cents in. I saw in the video that uh, Joe was showing that you actually have the possibility of doing it in first-person perspective. I did not know that. In, I'm not quite sure if that is also available in Mario Kart 8 for the Nintendo Switch. But I, uh, as a racing game aficionado, uh, me personally, I when I saw that happen, I was thinking, hey, this is definitely something I, I'd, I'd want to try because of, all, because of the first-person perspective. So... I might go for this one. I, I, and of course, the fact that you mentioned that usually uh, the games that you're featuring right now are relatively cheap compared to the really hard to find stuff. It shouldn't be all that hard for me to source. There you go. Okay. Before I, I give it to the senior, I just want to say that if you're going to play this game, play mm -hmm. on a large 3DS, because on the original 3DS, it felt very uncomfortable to play. Oh. Mm -hmm. The XL, the new XL, and then the, the DS, the 3 oh, sorry, 2DS is comfortable as well. It's mm -hmm. uncomfortable to play on the original uh, 3DS. So I, I will say that. So yeah, Matino, you got any thoughts on this? I think it really looks amazing on the 3DS. I'm I'm not really familiar with the specs of the machine, but uh, when I'm looking at the video that's being shared right now, I mean the colors are vibrant, the models really look amazing, and I think it was very smart of them to put like a mini map on the lower screen and then the the actual racing on the top. And you mentioned that it's also compatible with the gyro. Is yes. is that how you call it? The gyro? Yeah. I, I think that adds more immersion to play. It, it looks really fun. Yes, it is. It is really fun. What about you, Sajo? You got anything to say? So, uh, so we did mention that you can go first person. It, kind of, it does look fun. My question now would be, one of the things uh, one of the one of the main things that I have concerns with racing games is how is the handling in regarding right. with the vehicles because on the uh, on on the screen I mean well on the video we're show, uh, that we showed earlier so you're uh, so it has motion controls at 3D yes so how is it reactive as far as as far as movement goes like uh, right. is there any lag whatsoever no. not really. It controls very well. The only thing that I would say is those of you that are, would prefer a D-pad instead of an analog stick, I can understand that it can be a bit tricky. I don't know if you can. I'm not, I can't remember. I need to check the game as well as you can play with the D-pad. Obviously, the 3DS comes with a D-pad. I don't know if that's an option. Um, so that's something I'd have to definitely look into, but I'm sure people can always look it up and see that. But so, yeah, the circle pad, how about the circle pad is good enough anyway. The circle pad is good enough anyway. And to be honest, you want to play with the circle pad because it's you can actually determine you have that you have full control of that analog motion of controlling your, your cart 
and it's a lot easier for you to put, trigger into drift than I found playing Mario Kart DS on, on the D-pad. So I actually think the controls are actually superior regardless of if you want to play it with a D-pad or not. Um, what, what I will say again is it's just the comfort of it. And I did find you know, the L and R buttons and when my fingers would sit on the original 3DS, because there's only one 3DS model when this came out, was quite uncomfortable. It's only when I played on the, the, the new 3DS and wow this is actually a lot more comfortable so it hasn't got sharp edges the, the original 3ds did have some sharp edges around the corners of it so in terms of the way it controls it's great the ergonomic factor of the 3ds is the only thing i would question when playing this game is the original 3ds 3d is outstanding and um yeah it's quite quite a straightforward game to control and i found it it was actually the, the if there's any mario kart game after eight that i'm great at it's this if, 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 when the olympics was out i actually used to say if this is olympic sport i'd go for gold because i was very good at it so how about if we go ext- so how about if we go to the extreme if uh how is the game how is game how is the gameplay the experience of it anyway if you're going to play it on the on the 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 new 3ds mm-hmm. with the 3d on maximum okay and you're going in first person view is it is it jarring well, for, for, for oh, would you prefer it on the, the two I, I know you guys like the first-person view thing, but I don't understand why you'd ever want to play a racing game in the first-person view. I like the idea of seeing my vehicle, seeing the depth, seeing how I don't want to crash with anyone. You know, mm. first-person view, <laughs> I don't know why you do that. I, mean, what, I don't know. Some people prefer playing in first-person view. I think there's something wrong with that. But if it, that's, that's the way you want to play, you can play it. But I can't judge it because I never played it in first-person. Mm. But what I will say is it's, it plays fine. Like it's, it's, it's a very, very good game. It's probably the best racing game on a handle that I've played. I haven't played a lot, granted. But it's probably the best Mario Kart racing game on a handle. Obviously, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is on the Switch. is a hybrid handle game. So I can't mm-hmm. really copy on that. But the dedicated handle platform, Mario Kart 7, is cheap as well if you want to play it. In terms of comfort, and you say talk about the 3D on as well. That's the other part of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, any game on a, a new 3DS compared to a, an original 3DS, in terms of 3D, is better because the 3D follows your eyes on the new 3DS. It doesn't necessarily follow your eyes with the, the original 2DS, with the 3DS, because you have to actually look at it dead on. Um, so if you are going to get a 3DS, you know, the new one, if you can afford it, because they're more expensive. Um, if not, get a 3DS XL original, because the screen is bigger, okay, and it's more comfortable, if you can. The original 3DS, they're actually quite cheap. They're only about £50 in the UK. So if you want something budget, then that's fair enough. It's not a bad system. It's just got its limitations. All right. All right. So the next game, all right? Mario 3D. That's more Mario we're going to throw at you. Now, there was New Super Mario Brothers uh, you know, 2 on, on 3DS, but come on, that's just a, a, a continuation of what we had before the DS. And that was a very easy game. You know, it's a game for... For, for infants it might be although you could say this is a game for infants too right <laughs> but this is a lot more fun because it introduces mario truly in a 3d environment which is what i remember shigeru miyamoto saying when this game was being promoted all those years ago the graphics are outstanding it's got lovely cartoon little animation for each bit as well um there's such a really good depth of play and what i really love about this game and what makes it unique on the 3d is you have the ability to change the settings of 3d so you can have it as looking into the I call it through the looking glass 3D, which is you're looking through the, the screen and you see the 3D in background layers, so it doesn't pop out at you if you find that a bit too jarring. But you also have the 3D, you can also set the 3D to be pop-up 3D as well. So you can have a 3D that pops out the screen, and you have a 3D that can go into the screen as well. So you have 
choice of depth of perception when playing this. So that's one thing that really uh, stuck out to me when I played this game. Oh, there's there's a button here I can toggle with my D-pad, you know, and I was just messing around with the buttons. I noticed that. Oh, cool. Again, as you can see, you've got a whole variety of items that Mario and Luigi can use on this particular game. It's a lot of fun. Different power-ups as well, like a whole new 3D level design. This is also before Mario 3D World became a thing. You know, and they used this and they, they moved up to Mario 3D World because this was such an awesome game for the 3DS, a staple of the 3DS. They, I remember this game even going classic because it sold so much. It must have sold over a million copies, that's why. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's beautiful in terms of the color, the art direction they took, the level design, the way the difficulty curve gets a bit more challenging as you go through every level. It is more challenging than Super, New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, the depth of 3D in this is what I found amazing. It's actually the first dedicated like sort of 3D environment Mario game on a handheld as well, I'd just like to add. And um, it's just outstanding. I, mean, I don't think there's anything more that I can say. I mean, the video that's playing really says it all for you, but um, for those at home, it's a colorful, fun experience for a young person. Um, and it is actually quite a cheap game to get your, get your hands on. And it's, it's timeless, it's timeless. What about you? What, what do you think, Sir Joel? Uh, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, having a look at it, yeah, I completely agree with your assessment on this. Uh, my my only my only um, my only comment would probably be the fact that this shows how Mario in general ha it personifies Nintendo for the way it is because of the fact that it shows color uh, colorful palettes, um, accessible gameplay, uh, familiar uh, familiar characters and familiar familiar environments. So it it's it's really it really boils it down to the essence of what nintendo is for a lot of people um lots of fun uh, something that you can share with the whole family and i think uh, it's something that uh, if parents are looking for something to have fun with with their kids to say hey this is something that i this is a character that i used to love when i was your age and let's go play it together this is probably the way to go all right, and uh, obviously, Miss Hini, what do you have to say about this game from your approach? It looks really fun. I mean, you can never really go wrong with a Mario game. It, they had the formula tried and tested for all these years. So I think it's a really fun game to play both for kids and adults. Since you mentioned that there's a bit of difficulty in the latter stages. I, I do have a question, though. What did you mean when you said that this is the really first 3D Take right. on the Mario franchise. No, not not. I said on the handheld. Uh, a little on the handheld. <laughs> ah, on the handheld. On a handheld, and obviously we got Mario sixty four was the was the one that we're talking about. But on a handheld device, that's on it. So yeah. Got it. And what about you, Sir Joe? You got something you want to say? You know what? After um, after Mario sixty four, I've been having some trouble separating <laughs> the Mario games right after that. Okay. In terms of, I mean, in terms of, uh, in terms of aesthetic-wise and gameplay-wise, so if you, I mean, if you don't tell me that this is for the 3DS, I would have assumed it's it it would be from from the Switch. Mm. I I could have I could have guessed this from the Wii U or the wow. Wii. Well, the Wii U, well, the Wii U did have Mario 3D World, and the Switch had the port of Mario 3D World, and the genetic material is based off of this game, Mario 3D Land. So you'll be quite, you won't be wrong. You won't be wrong at all. Right. It's expanded on this. So this is actually the progenitor of the Mario 3D series. It's the first one. It's going called Mario 3D something. So although, uh, we, although with the with the with the 64 version, you can tell it's still on uh, the 3D still within the primitive era during the blocky days of 3D. And then, and then and then when they jump into uh, what's the GameCube one? Was it Sunshine? 
Sunshine, that's correct. Sunshine. So you can, so you can still, uh, so you can still sense that. Okay, we're getting there. It's not, it's not perfect, but better than the the sixty four version, right? And then jumping to Wii, kind of perfected it, right? Uh, Galaxy. Was it? Was it Galaxy? Yes, that's correct. My Galaxy and Galaxy Two, right? Yeah. And then for the Wii U, so uh, from the Wii, it, uh, the quality of of its 3D rendering really did uh, really did set it apart, which goes back to my uh, to my initial assessment that I am having trouble assessing which game is which. So the way I can see it is that um, the way the 3D rendering, if the the way I can distinguish each game would be how is the 3D in this. If if it's too smooth, I would go okay, this is this is a little bit high end. This is 3DS or either Switch. If it's still, if the 3D rendering is still a bit primitive, okay, um, maybe game. Uh, this is this. Well, I think it all took to be honest. I think the only really primitive-looking Mario 3D game was. I think they actually after Sunshine, they actually looked really beautiful. Um, in terms of how they play, I think if I'm being honest here, Mario Odyssey on the Switch is actually the best one they've ever made. That's correct. Right. Anyway, moving on to the next game, uh, Zelda: Ocarina of Time in 3D. What is this, Gerard? This is a, a game that we've heard of already, right? Uh, this is a Nintendo 64 port of um, a great game. Um, oh, here we go. Theo has said it's one of your favorite. You know what? It is wonderful. I'm glad there's someone else who loves this game. The 3D was cr- developed by a company called, well, this 3D port was developed by a company called Grezzo that worked on this and um, Majora's Masking 3D. But this is the one I'm showing here because for those of us who'd never had a chance to play you know, Zelda Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64 back in the day, don't worry. It's not game over. Uh, this is actually the better way to play it. Like if you've got a Nintendo 3DS, and even on, I played this on the original 3DS, the 3D works great. It's actually probably the best 3D rendering on the on the whole platform. And yeah, it's a port of a 3D, well, a Nintendo 64 game. It's a much smoother graphical game. And those of us who remember the Nintendo, um, you know, version, the 64 version, it was very blocky. It was quite a dark game as well with some of the shading. You've got a lot more colors here. They've done a lot more touch-up work. The textures look nice and colorful. Yeah, you know, in terms of the way it plays, it's a lot more, shall we say, easy. It's a much more easy way to play. You're not struggling with that bulky N64 controller. Again, you have motion controls on this as well. So when you're targeting the crossbow, you can aim the 3DS up and aim at an eye above a door and shoot it. So it triggers the key to open and things like that. So you have a whole variety of gameplay elements on this. Um, Again, the music is outstanding on this device as well. It was obviously outstanding on the N64 version. It definitely has some memorable soundtracks on, on this particular game. So, I mean, what more is there to say about it? It's, it's a much better control mechanism, okay? The graphics look so much better, uh, and the game is just, just that much more better than the original, um, the original 64 one. That's all I have to say on this game. Not a lot, but hey, those of you who haven't played it and those of you who have played it, this is quite cheap to get hold of as well. Give it a go. Your thoughts, Sir Joel? All right. Uh, my my thoughts. I people know people know in Pinoy Retro Gaming that I have this notorious uh, aversion to Legend of Zelda games. I, I don't know why. It, it, it's like one of those things that I always meant to get into, but I never have. It's well. One of now you things... have a comrade in me. Oh, there you go. That, that makes going... two of us. Okay. There you go. I, I... You should play before you die. It's this one. Yes, I was. I was about to say that. It's. It, this looks like an accessible entry into the series. Mm-hmm. It's. Um. It looks like it's something that will be a little bit. Uh, not easier. It'll be. It'll be more uh, something that it'll be a little bit easier for my sensibilities and my reflexes to be able to get into. And 
I'm always down for a really good storyline, and I've always heard that um, that this has one of the best storylines in the whole series. So I might definitely, this might definitely be one of my uh, entry points into the Legend of Zelda series. And who knows, I might become a Legend of Zelda head sometime in the future. Try it. If you don't like it, sell it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love it. What about you, Miss What do you have to say for, say about this game? I know you, you're obviously from the same boat as him, so what do you have to say? Yeah, I've I've, I've never um, played any Zelda game, and but it's I'm glad that you actually mentioned that this is a more accessible version. Is this like a remaster of like a previous iteration of the game? Well, yes, that's exactly what this is. Yeah, um, uh, for people who are slowly getting into Zelda because of the games on the Nintendo Switch, um, perhaps the others are looking for the other games. Then, uh, as you mentioned, uh, this is still reasonable in price. It's pretty accessible, and I think that people should give it a go. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that it's Zelda's. Uh, okay, but, but yeah, but, but this this is a message for both of you guys. Give this one a go. <laughs> Give it a go. Um, so, Joe, what do you have to say say about this game? So, for all of those people who already played the original, um, did Nintendo added anything? Added more content to this, or did they change a few things for uh, for this remake? Or, or is it just straight? Uh, or is it just a straight up shot per shot? No, no. So, okay. So there is a, a Master Quest mode after this. So do you remember there was a Legend of Zelda Master Quest on Nintendo GameCube that you got with the yep. disc? So, so this is the third remaster of this. Obviously, there was Legend of Zelda uh, on, on N64, the, the, the Ocarina of Time. They actually ported Ocarina of Time on um, the GameCube, and they had Master Quest, which is actually a much more difficult, challenging version. You had two discs in that in the game on the cube. This is all of that in one cartridge. Boom. So once you've beaten the game on original mode, you unlock the Master Quest as well. So it's a deluxe edition of it. It's not just a one-to-one port which has enhanced graphics. No, no, you also have the Master Quest and all the other things that they did on the cube and enhanced on free. So yeah. Without going much to spoiler territory, can you tell us briefly or at least a synopsis of the Master Quest? What do you, what do you mean, like? Uh, what, 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 what's with what's um? So what's the? Uh, can you tell us more about um, the added the additional content? So basically, it's it's just it's basically a harder version of the game. You're just playing the game again. Basically. Ah, right. It's not, obviously, there's there's extra missions and extra things you have to do. And even in the original game, you also have side quests that you have to do as well, such as how many skulltulas masks can you collect and you get something for it and things like that. So you have to go around looking for skulltulas and things like that. But in, in obviously the master quest mode, it's a much more challenging mode and you take a bit more damage as well. That's what I believe it to be, to be honest. I didn't play right. the master quest mode. I didn't play it. I played the original game and that was me done. But for those of us who really want the challenge, that's the way to go. Okay, and last question, and this is a rhetorical one. Um, does Zelda put out on this one? Uh, Next so game. <laughs> there is this creepy scene. There's a creepy scene. It's in the original game, but it's where the, the princess of the Zoras, she, she wants to try it with you, you know, and it's, she's a fish looking woman if you know who i'm talking about <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. you don't want to deal with that fish woman all right but anyway it's creepy and obviously you got um you know the, i don't want to go into too much i don't want to spoil the game for people who haven't played it yet but give it a go it's a really good game it is a very very good game master question is a harder version of game it's the same thing yeah seabird said it it's there you go thanks there seabird mm. and for the record zelda does not put out on this one either Okay. <laughs> well, that's what she might do. Just play the game. <laughs> Maybe there's some un- unhidden hidden content on there. 
I'm, I'm eating too much into my time. I'm looking at the time, man. So anyway, so we've got Star Fox 64 3D. That's the next game. Another port. What is this, Virage? Is this, was this all Nintendo do these days? Ports. I've seen the new E3 stuff. All they're doing is porting old stuff for new. But look, this is actually, again, same reason uh, I love the Ocarina of Time in 3D. Those of us who love, it's called Lilac Wars here in the UK. Trademark, they couldn't call it Star Fox. But um, Star Fox 64 on the um, Nintendo 64 is an outstanding game. And you know how like I said Pilot Wings was used as a tech demo to demonstrate Nintendo stuff? Well, so was Star Fox. Star Wing on the Super Nintendo, Super FX chip, let's show it off. Um, again, Star Fox 64, let's show the 3D graphics. And and so on, and it went on to, to the same thing. In the Wii U one, Star Fox Zero showed the really great great capacity of using the, the Wii U pad as a, as a cockpit and actually having the screen as the main fighter craft. So this particular version, really is a remaster of an already great game in my opinion in fact a lot of people say this is the best star fox game of all time and i can totally understand where they're coming from the 3d on this is outstanding just like with the zelda um port well, six, uh, ocarina of time port um it's crystal clear the r wings go really fast it's never looked so good one of the things i didn't like about the original star fox is i didn't like the way it played I couldn't, I could never really get used to the N64 controller. And those of us who never really got on with the N64 controller, well, this is a lot more better to control uh, with the little stick there. You've got all the buttons you need to control it. You have the, the, the L and R buttons as well to, to, to flip your R wing. Do a barrel roll, as, uh, as Peppy would say. And um, you, you, you also have the ability to do, use motion controls because obviously the 3DS has a built-in gyro sensor in there. So you could control your R wing using the gyro sensor as well. Not that I ever like doing it. I find it too, much too sensitive, in my opinion. But some people like playing it that way. I remember when this game came out and I was actually at Earl's Court um, Comic Con and they were showing this game off in a, as a, in a display booth and I got to play it. I thought, this is really good. I'm going to buy this game. And I did. Again, you got multiplayer combat mode as well. And you can see people on their avatar. You could play two players, well, four, up to four players, I believe, on that. So that was a lot of fun. So you could do all these four-player battles and, and whatnot. So you have that extra feature that I know of. I don't know if there's any other extra features apart from the 3D on this particular game, but this is one that if you like, if you want some action, you know, a good flight shooter that's that's unique and, well, a rail shooter, shall I say, this is actually very well made. So your thoughts, guys? Me personally, my, I, I, I've tried Star Fox uh, in the original SNES and this this looks galaxies better uh, because of the fact that and the, the movement is smoother. I played the the SNES version, and in at times it, it felt like you were watching a slideshow. Uh, the the frames per second were terrible, and this one really smooths it out, and it actually looks enjoyable already. And um, barring you're trying the next generation Star Fox game, which is. Um, Starlink Battle for Atlas. I know a lot of people say that it, it's it's not really a Star Fox game, but on the Nintendo Switch, it actually has Star Fox and the R-Wing and everything, all the characters in there. So before you get into that, if you're looking for a 3D, uh, a smooth 3D version of Star Fox, it looks like this is the way to go. I, I'd probably give this a shot, especially considering the fact that uh, the multiplayer aspect looks like looks a hell of a lot of fun. So you need, need someone to play it with. If you're a yeah. lot you got no chance. That's that's the truth though. <laughs> the game in itself, like for ten mm. bucks, twenty bucks, if you've got three DS and you haven't got this, give it a go. Give it a go. Mm. What, what, you, know, you can't go wrong if you don't like it, sell it. You know, you're not gonna make a loss on it really, are Very you? Very true. Mm. Again, it's it's sold over a million, it's on it's on classics as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good game. What about yourself, uh, Messina? What do you think about this? 
I'm not really someone who plays um, shoot 'em ups or um, any similar genre to Star Fox, but I, I don't know. I'm really allured by this game, and I really want to try it. I really want to play it. Is it fine if I start with this game? Because you mentioned there were former yes. games. Is it yes. standalone? So, um, I'll do it. So Star Fox, Star Fox 64, and Star Fox Zero on the Wii U. Are just the same story but remade. That's all they are in terms of the story. It's just the same same story remade. So it's telling the same story but with enhancements. Now Star Fox 64 is a much more in-depth story. It doesn't matter.、Oh. Play this game. In fact, this is actually the one that that you should be playing. If, if, if there's two Star Fox games you want to play, it's the SNES one, Super Nintendo one, and this one.、Uh, going back on the point that Sir Joel said, yes, the SNES one was quite slow in terms of its frame rate. Imagine if you grew up in a PAL region, how that felt. But anyway,、um, but there have been, to be honest, there have been patches and mods to actually give it a, a really good high frame rate. But we can talk about that another time、uh, for the original Star Fox. But this is just Star Fox sixty four. Give it a go, Misunu. Give it a go. Try something I, new. I, I, I can't wait to try it out. I, I really want to play that game. Give it a go, and it looks beautiful. What about you, Sir Joe? What do you have to say for yourself down there?、Huh? Okay, so say what you will about. Nintendo releasing their old classics, but every time they do, they really、uh, they really spare no expense, maximizing the capacity of their of their latest、uh, their latest console or handheld in this case. And if、uh, if there's one thing that I might have a few issues with, would be the multiplayer one,、uh, because I think.、Um, Uh, if you, I mean, have you tried the multiplayer aspect of this, Everage? Because I can, I think that、uh, online capabilities, the on,、uh, internet speeds, might affect the gameplay.、Um, no,、uh, in the sense that you can play it via Wi-Fi, or you can be on Wi-Fi and connected,、um, and you can play it via peer-to-peer via the 3DSs. But it, there is no lag on this because the bandwidth is so great now. What, what, how can you have any?、Lag? It's very hard because the way the game is. Even though I know the game. It's it's not like the ultimate the ultimate in terms of graphical experience like a PS4 or anything. This you wouldn't get any lag. Whenever I played wireless on the when I played because I played this at the Nintendo Symphony Orchestra back in 2012 with a, with a bunch of people there and I didn't get any lag and I and okay I, I got my ass kicked I'm embarrassed to say but I didn't get any I can't I can't use that excuse okay they were better than me and that's okay. Okay. Because But,、um, the, the way I can see、uh, the way that can, the way I, I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's the video trailer that、uh, video. the video trailer、uh, how they、uh, how they made the presentation. But it seems that if、uh, so sure so、uh, so in multiplayer mode you got your、uh, you get your facial avatar. So let's just say we are playing it now, right?、Mm. So if we are moving our faces like this, yeah, then then that means that the 3DS camera is also capturing your movement at、oh, no, the、oh. same speed or It shows a little bit of laggy, like f- f- there's some frame skips every now and then. Maybe it's just a video. I don't remember that. So anyway, <laughs> I can't really speak for that. But right, again, right, right. again, that's the that's a very small part of the game. The multiplayer, the actual game is just a bit of a nitpick. Yeah, what's going on in his adventure, and it's not a linear game, by the way. I've, I've neglected to mention this. You can go on multiple paths, so it has multiple replay value. You can go from one planet to another planet to another. You can go to another way to another. Here are the whole Star Fox is full. Actual game is short. You better finish the game. Unless you look up out. That's true, Sasi. But but there, there's a replay value. So it's actually so if you play it on if you go around the upper part, it might be easy mode. If you go for another bunch of planets, because there's other planets you can you can avoid complete levels and beat this game. But the replay is oh I want to play some new levels. I want to play tougher levels. Right. So, 
this game does have its replay value and you unlock there's various things you can unlock but i can't remember what you unlock by going to the other modes but there are some extra unlockables in this little game which makes it superior to the original n6 anyway we move on to the next game next game is and we discussed this the other day kid across uprising okay this is a uh a 2015 release i believe uh, but this game was um developed by Team Sora, who went on to make Smash, who were known for making a Smash Brothers game for it. And you can tell it's got the same genetic material um, that went into this game. Now, this game is uh, uses the 3DS to its maximum potential in regards to all the aspects the 3DS had. That's what makes it very special, okay? The graphics are outstanding. The, the storytelling is outstanding as well, because you've got voice acting in there. You've got Lady Palatina, who speaks to, to Pitt and that you get to listen to their sarcastic dialogue nice. and, and that they talk amongst each other and what they're about. It's really fun how the characters talk. It's really good to just follow that story. And basically, the underworld armies are attacking the world or whatever, and it's Medusa and then Hades is, I think, he's the ultimate boss at the day, but it's, it's him going up against these forces. And what I love about this game is there are two aspects of gameplay in this. One is you have shooting an action in terms of it's like a rail shooter when you when you, the first level is a rail shooter where he comes down from angel land or the cloud land and he's sent by lady palatina to fight the evil forces and, and shoot the monsters down so it's very much like a rail shooter like space harrier which i really love i really love that space harrier style of the game so you have that so you can, you, can, you have the rail shooter when you when you go down you can even use shoot on land as well so you do have projectile weapons on land but you also have you know uh Me melee mode where you have to fight and, and go up against um, the armies on your own and that's a bulk of the game where you have to fight and you level up so it, you could argue it has action rpg elements so it's a lot more game than it looks like um you know uh, you also have like a whole this, this, this game has so much depth it's unbelievable because you can also um battle with your friends so it's up to two to six players as well not that anyone wanted to play with me but you can actually meet up with your friends across the world and play online or play but play peer-to-peer -peer with each other so local play you could do it or you could do it online i don't know if the obviously the servers have gone down i don't know if you can play this online anymore so don't quote me on that it's a lot of fun but you can actually team up as a party and, and go on an adventure and, and do, do it together again you have all sorts of bits you can unlock to enhance your weapons and, and whatever so you have more more powerful weapons that you collect throughout the game and you get bits and pieces that actually you can build a weapon and make it more powerful etc etc as you go along in the game so you have that you also have like ar cards that came included in the box and you can use the augmented reality mode to do battling as well so that was fun as well um it's definitely a, a callback to the nes days as you can see here it's obviously them bringing their legacy back to, to this this game. And this is the third in their series. Obviously, it was Kid Icarus on the NES. It was a Game Boy Kid Icarus game, and it just went silent for so many years, and they finally made this thing. Um, obviously, a lot of people were frustrated, thinking, hurry up and make Smash Brothers, and hurry up and release this game, because this was what, they knew that this was in development. But ultimately, this is an awesome game. Um, and again, you this is when they developed the Circle Pad Pro for the Nintendo 3DS, and they were promoting that to be played with this game. I didn't have it. So that's what made this game harder for me to play. If I was going to put this in my new 3DS, which obviously has that C-stick nub, which is basically what the circle pad is for the new 3DS, it makes it a lot more easier to play. In, the reason it comes in a box like this is it does come with a kickstand in there to hold your 3DS a lot easier because there's a lot you do with it because it incorporates the touchscreen, incorporates all the buttons. So there's a lot going on. And if there's any criticism I have for this game, it's just a hard game to control and get to grips with. That's really it. But otherwise, in terms of the way it plays, the adventure you go on, all the elements is jam-packed with 
hours and hours of replay fun. The game itself isn't particularly that long if you play through it. I know it's like 10 to 20 hours, I would say. But go over it again and again, you can obviously do a lot more uh, in terms of how you, you, know, you explore the paths and you can unlock all sorts of um, But yeah, in the way it plays, it plays very much like Smash Bros. in terms of brawling elements. And you can pull off all sorts of combos and moves and whatnot when taking out bad guys. Again, you see Medusa there. Lovely story, really good adventure game. One, if you can get it cheap, because I, I think you can get these like without the boxes ah. and the stand. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it cheap. It's a good. It's a good, I've seen it for hundred pounds, sadly, but that's with it in the box. I haven't looked at it with the with the unit on its own. I've seen it for forty pounds, so it's not. I wouldn't say it's cheap, but you can get the game for about forty pounds. The box the version game. is also expensive here in the Philippines. <laughs> but, but give give it a go. Give it give it a go if you can, because it's definitely showpiece for this console. What do you think, Sadon? Well, uh, it certainly looks like a lot of fun. If uh, if I go in, if I go to one of our local conventions here in New Jersey or in uh, uh, Pennsylvania sometime in the near future, I'm definitely going to uh, keep an eye out for it. One thing I'll say is that it looks like it's some uh, for for people like me who are half a century old. This is this looks. If you guys are looking for something that touches on an old. Um, on an old um, Saturday morning Saturday morning cartoon that everybody used to love, Captain N. This looks like something that you will definitely enjoy because uh, Kid Icarus is one of the characters that we kind of grew up with watching. Aside from aside from Simon Belmont and Mega Man and uh, Captain N himself, Kid Icarus is is the is the main guy here. And for for uh, for all you olders. Eggplant Wizard is finally rendered in 3D, so <laughs> that's the way to go. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> what about you, Mitsuno? I mean, I know you're an RPG fan. This does have RPG elements in there and customization. Yeah, yeah. Does that excite you about this game a little bit? A little bit. When when I first got my 3DS, um, some of the games that I'm actually eyeing out, aside from the RPGs and visual novels, are three of the games that you have mentioned. It's the Pilot Wings Resort, it's Star Fox, and Kid Icarus. So, as I mentioned earlier, it's a bit on the expensive side, especially the boxed version. Uh, you did mention there was a kickstand. Is it um, compatible with the 3DS XL? Yes, it's just oh. a stand. All it is, all it is, is a piece of plastic that kicks out, and you put your 3DS there, and that's it. You're done. All right, that's all it. In fact, I'm... it's all you can play with the stand. I just played it in my hands, and I got used to the controls. But in all fairness, this is a game you want to play with the new 3DS, if I'm being honest, or with the circle pad. That I would actually stress oh. if you're going to play the game and play it, play it on the new 3DS or, or one with the a circle pad extension, because it, it, it does require two analog sticks to play. And that's why I was like, because I played it on the new on the oh. original. Mm-hmm. If you're going to play that game, that's the way to play it, I'm afraid. I would love them to port it on the Switch because this game deserves but to be. First things first, I need to get a copy first. <laughs> yes. You can get the. If you can get the car only, that's good enough, if I'm being honest. No! No! no that's, you're a box collector! I'm one of those her, people! Her? No! Her? Her? Nah, no. her, her obsessive compulsion will not allow her to do that. He knows me so well! I'm the same way, I'm the same way, it's alright. But going forward, what do you think, Sir Joe? Alright, um, why do I feel like I'm watching Sora, who can fly? When I'm watching the uh, when I'm watching the gameplay for for Kid Icarus Uprising, it's that, no, it's got that look to it. Like oh. it, it has this Kingdom Hearts kind of feel to it. It's without got that, the yeah. Disney stuff. Kingdom Hearts love this game. 
If you love right? Kingdom Hearts, so all of, right? So for all of you Kingdom Hearts fans out there, try uh, try this game. So it's basically it's basically Sora with wings. I think honestly. There's a comment that popped up here. I don't know who said it. He said their only sort of experience with with Hit Pit is through Smash Brothers. If you really want to sort of delve into the, 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 yeah, so I've not played Kid Icarus. The closest thing for me is even Smash Brothers. Well, if you want to get used to his sort of personality and see what he's like, and this is probably, I would say, even though we've had the original NES and the other one, this is the definitive Kid Icarus game. If you want to play Kid Icarus, this is it. All right. Moving on to my um... final game. Okay. Unless there's another question you want to ask. Oh, uh, no, I, I just noticed this one. So, oh. um, this uh, this game mechanic is this uh, so is this the same thing from the original or because uh, with this uh, with this Tetris kind of blocky yes. uh, skill mechanic, it kind of remind yeah. it kind of reminds me of Arcrise Fantasia for the Wii okay. and Valkyria Chronicles for the PS3, mm-hmm. something like this. So, what's up with this? So what this is about is, say if you want to boost up certain levels, you get all these sort of things and you have to make sure it matches up and feel basically. So for example, you can see heart booster, obviously health recovery, health recovery level two and health recovery is, is put there. And it basically is a shape that fills up the screen. So it's a limitation of power-ups that you can use. And this is basically pit soul, if you like, and it all has to fit in there. So you have to fit it in there. If it doesn't fit, you can't use that power-up. So you're limited. It's, it's, um, it reminds me of the old uh, old game Tanagrams or Tetrominos, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, where you have to fit in all the shapes uh, in in the box or something. Yeah, mm, that's basically what it reminds me of. Um, well, Nintendo, it's like, if a, you're... like a six by six box, actually. Yeah. Nintendo, if you want to remake a game, this looks like it's the perfect one to do on the Switch. Okay, yeah. just just it's a heads a, up, Nintendo. It needs a port. Um, mm-hmm. But going forward, um, I know it needs a port. There games have already ported on the Switch. That's the one that we needed, not these other children's games. Agreed. This yeah. This game, Metro Sensor, this is a special edition that we got in UK. Obviously, you don't need a box like this, Miss Hinu, okay, to play this game. You just need the normal car. It's not a requirement. You know, normal box, in the, in the box, you can get it. That's fine. This is unless you want the soundtrack. This is what comes in it. You know, a soundtrack CD and what is it? Soundtrack CD of art book. You know, you got the uh, what is it? You got some steel book there. You and now you're in the, now you're mentioning there's an art book, and you're telling me not to get the box version. Come on, man. <laughs> he, he's not he's not selling the game to you. He's just only explaining what's inside, and then you know, <laughs> it's not a requirement. To be honest, there is a wonderful set of images with Samus in her zero suit in this art book. I just want to put it out there. He looks amazing. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Anyway, so not a requirement. No, no, no. Not a requirement. You can always just look up the book <laughs> online. This is a great game. Um, so, Me- Metroid Samus Returns. This is actually, what is this with Nintendo and their ports? This is actually a, a remake of the Game Boy game. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's, as you can see, so much more enhanced than that black and white thing that was the Game Boy sequel to the original Metroid. And this is, you know, Metroid to return of Samus, but Metroid Samus Returns, that's what this is. This is the way to play it, okay? I know there have been enhancements and all sorts of things that have been developed for um, people who are familiar with Metroid 2. There have been like ROM hacks and all sorts that had color to it, because one thing things with the original game that I didn't really get on with, I never beat the original game, because I have it on the on the Game Boy, um, is that it's, it's just black and white. I can't tell where I'm going. I don't know what's going on. This thing has a map screen, so I know what I'm doing, and that's the problem the original Metroid game had. So it makes it a lot more playable. There's a lot more features. There's an all-new melee mode, okay? So for those of us who have 
um, uh, the, the, the new 3DS types, you can use the C stick to trigger the melee mode. Um, if you don't have a new 3DS, it's not a, not a big deal. You can trigger it by pressing down in an action button and Samus will actually punch an enemy. Like as you see there, the melee counter mode. So you can actually counter attack the enemies. This is the first game that introduced this and it's amazing. Um, so yes, the, the story is she has to go uh, to SR3 and this is her ex ex uh, exterminating the uh, Metroid. Again, you've got Aeon abilities as well. Um, I forget what that mode was, it's like ghost mode or something or, or something. Oh yeah, Aeon, it tells you where there's secrets in a level or something, that's it. And you can see what blocks to blow up as well. Does that make the game a bit easier? Maybe. But it's a nice feature that it has all the same. The backgrounds in 3D look stunning. So this game on 3D mode will definitely not hurt your eyes, Sir Joel. It actually enhances it and makes it look good. It's not an out, like a pop-up 3D that will mess you up. It's actually a very gentle 3D. And I think Nintendo had mastered how to make games in 3D for this device. Sadly, this was a late release in, in 2017, but it was a much needed release for those Metroid fans like myself, because the last Metroid game for this was Other M on the Wii, you know, official Metroid game, like a new Metroid game. And this is what we needed. Um, this is an enhanced remake as well. There's an extra bit at the end of the level. I don't want to spoil it for people who've played Metroid 2, but there's a bit that goes on and it's a lovely surprise at the end and a really cool extra boss fight at the end of the game, which was what I thought was really good. Actually, it's really cool. I don't want to spoil it. So that's really good. And yeah, again, the cinematics in this game are, are outstanding. Um, the team that were behind this, I forget their name, went on to make Metroid Dread on the, on the Nintendo Switch. You know, they got the commission for it, and quite rightfully so. This this game really did set a benchmark for 2D Metroid gaming. I actually prefer Metroid as a 2D Metroidvania game, and I'm hungry for them. I think I love the Metroid games uh, in terms of how easy they are to play, how easy they are to get into, and how immersive the gameplay is. The music in this game is outstanding. The remastering master tracks from the Game Boy are remixed and made to a really good contemporary standard. Um, so definitely for those um, people who love video game music like myself, the soundtrack on this is really good. Um, but yeah, a very, very, very good game for the system. It's actually one of my favorite games. It's a shame it came out quite late because I don't think a lot of people got to play it. I can say that this game, I won't say you can get it cheap. You probably get it at the price that it was worth when you bought it, when it was released. The release price was like 30 pounds or 30 bucks, maybe, I don't know. But this is a game that you should play if you love Metroid games, you want a challenge. And really just a very, very good game for the 3DS. That's what I'd say this, re this game is, this is my final game. So um, your final thoughts on this? Uh, what about you, you, Sir Joel? And we see JDM's joined us. I want to. I want to hear yeah. his view. Mm, JDM is here. All right. Uh, uh, Metroid: Samus Returns is definitely something that I'm absolutely sure you and uh, one of our resident uh, Metroid fanatics would would get along with uh, Master Jeremiah. Uh, you guys should have a have a talk about it. Uh, it. And also me personally, the fact that this game is so well presented, it looks like it's a ton of fun, lots of exploration, lots of lots of experimentation in terms of weapon combinations and what enemies uh, are most are what enemies those weapons are most effective against. I would say it showcases how media in general has mischaracterized gaming and gamers because of the fact that they say that we're uh, we're highly skewed towards the male population no one of our biggest heroes is female a lot of our biggest heroes are female uh, metroid Sa samus of metroid and the yeah, lara croft of tomb raider so this is this showcases that gaming is equal opportunity as long as you have the skills and the and the desire for enjoyment. That's that's my comment on it. Back to you, Viraj. 
Okay, well, that, that's that's good to hear from you. Uh, what about yourself? Is that, me, um, is that the only Metroid game uh, for the 3DS? Yes, sadly it is. I think what what typically Nintendo do, which I think is really strange, is the Super Nintendo had well every system has one Metroid game. The NES had Metroid. The Game Boy had Metroid 2: Return of Samus. The the Super Nintendo had the, the epic uh, Super Metroid, which is probably a lot of people say is the best 2D Metroid game. Um, then you like N64 never had one because the developers didn't know how to make a Metroid game around that stupid control they developed for that system. <laughs> Controversial point there. And then they had obviously the Metroid Prime series on the cube, and that actually had two releases because Metroid Prime was so successful. Then they had Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance. That was actually the fourth Metroid game before Metroid Prime. So they had Metroid Fusion, but that was very successful. They made Metroid Zero Mission on the Advance, which was a remake of the first Metroid game. So you actually had two on the Game Boy Advance. And I suppose you could say you had three because they ported the, the original Metroid game as part of the NES Classics. Um, so you had that on the Game Boy Advance. Then um, on the Wii, you had Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. So you had Metroid Prime game on the Wii. Uh, then you had um, uh, Metroid uh, Other M on the on the Wii as well, which was actually controversial because that was the one that was like seen as like the, the black sheep in the Metroid family. It's not a bad game, but it might be considered as a bad Metroid game. Let's put it that way. But I still like Other M. And then Metroid went on break for so long, and then they released this thing in 2017. I think it was like an eight-year break or something. I could be wrong. Um, and then they create this thing, which is much needed. Yes, it's a port of, well, it's an enhanced remake of a Game Boy game. And just a little bit of a cravat, well, a little bit of a trivia there. There was actually another Metroid 2 remake that was made by a fan called Doctor M64. You could download it on the internet. It's called Another Metroid 2 Remake or AM2R. I don't know if you heard about it. Nintendo shut him down because this game. We would have affected this game, and that's actually a really good fan game of Metroid 2. So there are actually three Metroid 2 kinds of games, but that that fan game by Doctor M64, uh, AN2R, uh, I think that's what it's called, another Metroid Prime remake. Something you can look up if you like, but um, Nintendo wouldn't like you playing that. They want you to play this. Um, out of those two games, you know, it's kind of naughty me saying this. I kind of like the fan game a bit more and how it plays, but this has a better polish to it, and it has extra enhanced gameplay elements. So that's my thoughts on that. So yes, yeah, so I hope that answers your question thoroughly, uh, JDM. But anyway, Miss <laughs> um, uh, Hinu and, um, and 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 so Joe quickly, and then we can move on to the, the your your games. And we have yeah, sure. Um, I do agree with you when you said that Nintendo has this amazing way of maximizing the their consoles, and I can only imagine how difficult it must have been doing a remake of a game that was coming from the Game Boy, which is a whole generation before the 3DS. So I think it's really amazing that they're at least breathing new life into this franchise, especially you mentioned that the Metroid series usually takes a lot of years of breaks in between. So let's just hope that there's another one that's coming around soon. I hope so, because they are really upset there's no Metroid Prime 4. I'm, I'm heartbroken with this Nintendo Direct, I really am. But anyway, and on one hand, I'm happy they remake some of this stuff, because Metroid, like, Metroid 2 needed a remake, okay? The original Metroid needed a remake to make it really cool. But, like, come on, I want some original stuff from you too, Nintendo, and, and a sequel to a great series. I guess Nintendo are very protective over the Metroid IP, and they want to make a good one. They don't want another uh, to make the same mistake with Other M. Just kind of the black sheep. It's still a very good game, in my opinion. I picked up for five pound, brand new. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's how badly it flopped. But um, what about you, Sir Joe? Because I think you're the last person I, I need to talk to in regards to this. Another rhetorical question: Can you play her without the armor? Yes, there's an unlockable, but you have to get an amiibo to unlock her in the zero suit. The players, I, th I think. Can I you play her without anything? <laughs> 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 
Well, I know, I know. Moving on. <laughs> you have a very colorful and vivid on. imagination. You have a very colorful and vivid imagination. So you mm. can imagine. You can imagine it. Uh, we can, uh, we, we can fantasize about Samus being in, in one of the beach volleyball series or something like that. So, okay. <laughs> they would never allow that. They never allow oh, I know, I know. us to be portrayed in such a manner. Um, but look, there is an amiibo. One thing's on the, the 3DS. I believe there was an amiibo or something you do to unlock her in the fusion suit or the zero suit on this game. Or was that on Metroid Dread? I bet you can do it. Okay? There's one of the two suits. But it's, it's skin tight. It's skin tight. You know? And I know you like Lev. Practically, practically the same thing. I mean, maybe they just painted right, her. All right. <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, uh, what, what, how have we clocked? We clocked at an hour, five minutes I've been talking about. And I was aiming for 40 hours. Um, but let's, let's go on to the next one. Let's go with Miss Huna and her lower line. Let's see she, she fares better with the time. All right. Oh, yeah. that's it. Oh, <laughs> I thought yeah, there's more. My game. I talked about them. Yeah. What were you there to say? Okay. okay, so now it's Miss Hino's turn. Go! Okay, so I have been around four games here and a couple of honorable mentions. Um, the game that I would be starting with would be um, Fantasy Life, um, developed by Level 5. Um, the I think the producer for this was named, what's his name? Um, Akihiro Hino. And he's, his notable works are Dark Cloud, the Dark Cloud game, Professor Layton series, and the Inazuma Eleven series. Um, a little trivia about this game is that the soundtrack is really good, and that's because the composer for the soundtrack of this, this game is Nobuo Uematsu. So if you're looking for a chill game to play with friends and family, uh, Fantasy Life is highly, highly recommended. Um, it's like a cozy um, RPG art adventure where, wherein you can choose your own class, um, take up um, jobs, um, get some what they call this um, missions or quests in the village. Um, it's a very light-hearted story. If you're just looking for a really fun, a real fun time, um, mindless um, gaming after work, uh, this is I can I can really highly recommend this to everyone. And I'm glad that this game is getting a maybe a sequel or a new installment for the Switch. So I can't wait to play this again with my siblings and our cousin because um, we used to play this. Um, during the heyday of the 3DS. So, um, any thoughts, guys, for Fantasy Life? Uh, I, my personal, uh, one of my personal favorite uh, portable RPs, honestly, Miss Hino, because of the fact that it is deceptively deep. It's one of those games that you you go into thinking, ah, this is this is gonna, I'm gonna knock this out in maybe about ten or twenty hours. No, because of the sheer number of jobs that you can take on. One of my personal yeah. favorites, the angler one or fisherman uh, life. Oh God, it, fishing it, hell. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people, you know, kind of, kind of not frown they, they kind of askance at fishing games me personally fishing video games have been a surprise uh yeah there you go has been a surprise addiction for me in terms of video gamings and this one is surprisingly good too because of the fact that the the jobs here aside from the fishing game 
the jobs here for your character are relevant really uh, going forward like it develops whatever skills that you need <clears throat> into into uh, going into the adventure and whatever skills that you build up in one job transfer over into other jobs too so it's really deceptively deceptively deep lots of fun to be had and if you put the time into it it you you get lots of enjoyment from it lot a really long game if you really go want to go 100% on it and uh, it's it like you said it's a very cozy and nice relaxed rpg no and not as not as pressured as you know uh someone bahamut to destroy the world kind of thing you know i know i'm mischaracterizing i'm mischaracterizing final fantasy yeah, like crazy right now <laughs> but yeah this is you know this is a game to go for if you want to just chill and that's my take on it that game actually um, looks like the um ds game final fantasy crystal chronicles for the ds oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it has the same rpg yeah uh actually seeing the uh trailer right here i think i saw it kind of looks like that game but it's uh the only difference is that it's for the uh 3ds and you yeah, have this uh, have a similar uh, vibe Okay. Um. Anyone else? Um. How about you, Joe? Um. Looking at the uh, looking at the overall game design, it kind of reminds me of Radiata Stories for the PlayStation 2 and Nino Kuni for the PlayStation 3. Ah, yeah, of a bit of combination of both. Why well, you gotta bring up Radiata Stories? That was a traumatic game for me. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> hey, those spoilers! I haven't. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, no spoilers. Stop right there. Okay, okay, got it. Got it. Okay. It looks quite straightforward. Quite, it looks like quite a straightforward, um, accessible game with with lovely art design. Yeah. That's all I can really say about this game. I mean, when I look at some RPGs, sometimes I see like window tons of stats and all sorts of complicated things, which make my mind turn to mud. But this game looks like it could be quite fun to get into and easy for me yeah. with my, you know, with my. Like with, with, with difficulties, I mean, you want to have a game which has a nice graphical user interface in terms of the graphics and the way the characters are presented and the ability to walk around and explore things. It, it looks like it has a nice exploratory element. I'm just looking at this yeah. game. I've never played the game on first impressions. It looks like a game that you know, people, young people, I'd say, because it's obviously got a young person's look to it, a young person's mind to it. That, that it's, it's obviously going to appeal to young people. I think it's, it's, it sounds like a fun game to, for, for people to get involved in. So yeah, it looks like a good good game. Yeah, um, the right. fun thing about playing this in multiplayer is that, for example, if you want to get more stronger weapons, maybe one part member can be the blacksmith, and then someone would be the cook who would be providing the HP refills for everyone. So it's also um, it's both fun for single player and multiplayer. So there's that. What's the 3D like? Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't really play it much in 3D because it strains my eyes, and I, I do have the older version of the 3DS. That's why I'm until I get the new the the new version. Um, maybe I'll check it out again. I mean, this game could have come out on the DS if you think about it, right? That's true. I, I think it's gonna look fine as well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's very. Hold the link between worlds, but that game could have been released on the on the Nintendo 
um, three, a two year, well, Nintendo DS, because that is a, like, okay, it's got enhanced graphics, it looks great, but could that right. game be made on the release of the, of the Yeah, DS? I can imagine that. Not, not in Make it downscale the polygons, with the, yeah. With the bare minimum, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do but, agree. But those extra 3D textures make it look more appealing on a 3DS, that's what we're going with. Yes. Right? Agreed. Uh, we did mention it on our previous episode, is that the jump from the DS to the 3DS isn't that much, and in terms of innovation, mm, they didn't really fully utilize the 3D capability of the hardware. So yeah, I, I do agree with you that we can imagine that this game could also run on the original DS. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. All right. Moving along, I have here, and it's like all of the games that I'm um, recommending right now can be also games for kids. It's uh, Lego City Undercover. Again, a chill game, really, really funny. It has wit. I think the humor can also be appreciated by adults. And I don't think that kids would get the humor in this. Um, so if you're looking for an open world game that's something like a tamer version of GTA, because you can steal cars in VR, you can destroy buildings, you can destroy whatever you want since it's uh, set in the Lego world. So if you're just um, looking for a a really uh, fun time in between work, like during your lunch break, um, before going to bed, because there's um, very quick uh, missions here that you can take. Um, and of course, um, this being a Lego game, the replayability is very high since you can customize uh, so many things like uh, you can dress up your character um, once you unlock the other um, costumes. You can create your own vehicles. You can create your own place. You can um, the office because you're working as a detective here who's trying to well essentially catch the bad guy. So um, you get to do other mundane tasks that are really quirky and still fun aside from the main quest. So really just. Tons and tons of fun, and I'm glad that I think this also was ported to the Switch. I think, and um, yeah, I would really recommend it, especially to Lego fans. Any thoughts, Ooh. guys? Um, the Lego games are a lot of fun. I've played them on the Switch. I've played them on the Wii U. Um, I've played I've played a number of them. Like there's obviously that the Star Wars. It's like the Star Wars version. I think the Star Wars. I love the Star Wars Lego so, games. So they're, they're fun because you've got obviously it doesn't obviously it follows the story but there's a bit of tongue in cheek there. There's a bit of fun with them. And um, Harry Potter Lego, yeah. Harry Potter Lego ones were fun as well because actually it's funny how the Harry Potter version Lego game is better than the actual canon ones that you know EA had. Really made. now, I have yet to play it, but I really want to play. I actually really like the way the game's played. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I can imagine this is a lot of tongue in cheek humor as well. You know, it's a game with with Super. children in mind. But Lego isn't just for children, it's for adults. I might, yeah. I'll tell you something, it's, it's a story, it's a true story. I bought myself a Lego Millennium Falcon, all right? Oh, it shit. And no kid can afford that. Show it, 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 I've got a Sonic the Hedgehog Lego I could show you, but I can go all the way down Lego is expensive. Lego is expensive. It's an expensive toy, but it's a really good toy for kids. But going back to the video games, you know, it's based on the toys. This is a lot of fun, and I, I can see it, it's a lot of fun. I understand exactly where you're coming from. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs>
Moving on. Who's next? I'd say uh, the, the the Lego games have always been a good combination of platformer slash puzzler, and it looks sure. like this is go this is one of those things that you don't have to have necessarily have any familiarity with any of the uh, tie-in uh, movies. Like some people who play Lego Star Wars will derive much more enjoyment from uh, having watched the, the movies that. Lego that Lego Star Wars is based on, so like little snippets that you say, oh hey, that's kind of cool that they included that. Hey, it's nice that they did that there. But this one looks like it's a very standalone Lego game. You yeah. don't have to have any familiarity with any other uh, property or part of the franchise. You're right. So it's definitely something that if you are looking for something that you want to get into in terms of platforming slash puzzling, uh, this is the game to get and try. That's my that's my personal take on it. But the the world for this game I forgot to mention is really really big. The map is really big. They have several areas, and although there are sometimes drops in the frame rate because uh, maybe the system cannot um, properly render mm-hmm. some of the backgrounds that well, but um, it didn't deter me from having fun exploring mm-hmm. this world. Very good. And for those of you who are in the audio portion of the podcast right now, Viraj is showing off his Sonic the Hedgehog Lego set. And that looks it, so cute. It is very nice. I have to admit, it does. It it is certainly does look like something that if you are a Lego guy slash Sonic the Hedgehog fanatic, it's the kind of thing <laughs> you definitely want to get because it represents the the, the, uh, the Green Hill Zone. Is that a part of the yes, Green Hill correct. Zone? It, it was okay. such a successful Lego set. They're actually making more spin-off Sonic oh, themed okay. Lego sets because the movie's out cool. there now. They've done one with Tails' plane and. I think, you know, maybe I should collect those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! There's a Mario, there's a Mario set as well, but mm. it's, it's really cool stuff. But I don't mean to bomb bomb this game. This is actually sorry. I don't mean to sort of hijack the game and talk about. Oh, stuff. that's so, fine. No, no, how, it, it's relevant. It's relevant to the topic. Lego City. If I only had there's a video game of Lego City, which is a famous Lego set of theirs. Mm. There's also a video game version. Like it's gone the other way, where there's a video game Lego set. So it goes both ways. Mm. But it's really cool that there, yeah. there is um, that Lego is a contemporary toy that everybody loves, and it's trans. It's gone into the video game world, and they're really good video games. So mm. Lego games are generally good. I've not heard a bad bad. I've not heard of one bad Lego game as of recently. I would say mm. some of the Game Boy games leave a bit more to be desired, but going to the DS and, mm. and even the console stuff. Um, they're all good stuff. That's awesome. Anyway, I'll let, let someone else go. <laughs> mm. JDM, uh, yeah. do you have any thoughts on it? Oh, uh, your your mic uh, your mic isn't working right now. Okay. Hello. Uh, yeah, come in, JDM. Well, I, I I can go uh, I can go on ahead. All right. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe, you can go uh, first. Go ahead, go. Um, ever since the the first Lego movie, I hmm. haven't really looked at the Lego games the same way. Really? Lego Why? games to me are, uh, are are video games for uh, are video games for adults disguising themselves as video games for kids. That is if, so if that, true. If, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, with, with, uh, I mean, all of the all of the adult humor. Sure. I mean, uh, pay no attention to the blocky uh, Lego toys. But if you're going, if you're just going by with the uh, with the story uh, with the story and the dialogue aspect of it, uh, uh, the adults might uh, might get a few things, some references here and there. Sure. Definitely, uh, this game has them now. Yeah, we seem to have experiencing a little bit of static. Oh, that but, might, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Um, one question would would be in this game are you uh, are there are there specific uh, instances that you need to build something to move along with the story? Like for example, uh, um, yes. if there's a broken bridge, do you build rebuild the yeah. bridge? Something yeah, like we build the bridge, um, and okay. not only that, you can choose what design, what kind of bridge you're gonna build to progress oh, in the story. So it's very, it's very addicting because it gives you so many options on what to build, how to build, and if if you're not satisfied with what you build, you can just wreck it and <laughs> build a right. new one. So I only ask because for those people who uh, who have not played any of the Lego games whatsoever at all, uh, the video trailer that we showed earlier didn't really uh, mention uh, showed and showed or mention anything about that kind of aspect of uh, of the game. And knowing it's Legos, you would think that would be that would have been uh, something that they, 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 could, they could have explained or or at least showed more in detail. But they didn't right. have that. The building of it's really fun. Well, it seems that we're we have uh, we have a little bit of trouble with JDM's portion, but you know if he comes back a little later, we'll we'll hear his thoughts on we'll it. Uh, we can continue. Then. Okay. Mm-hmm. So continuing on, of course, is an RPG girl. I'm gonna showcase an RPG. I'll just um, show these two in one go. So we have here the Fire Emblem Awakening, and we have Fire Emblem the Fates version. Um, I would consider myself as a newer generation um, fan of Fire Emblem series. If you have a 3DS, um, I would suggest uh, to pick it up. I mean, uh, these are still reasonable in price as well as the Fates, the regular version of the Fates. Um, And the reason... I'm sure a lot of people would complain that I'm recommending Fates (laughs) since um, Awakening was, I think, more superior story-wise but the reason why i'm recommending this is because they had such a unique take into the story wherein you have to choose which side are you gonna um join with so you have one game wherein you join this clan you have the other game wherein you join the other clan so it's it's such a unique and refreshing take and um it, it gives you a different perspective because you don't really see that in um, in the other Fire Emblem games, like seeing the other side of the story. So, highly recommendable. Um, there's a dating aspect to it. Uh, some people get into Fire Emblem because of the dating aspect. So, expect lots of husbandos and waifus. <laughs> and I... Even though this is a tactical um, RPG, I would consider it to be something that's um, really accessible to those who don't really play um, tactical RPGs. It's easy enough, you can level, you can customize your party enough. It's not as um, complex per se as just like the Tactics Ogre or the Ogre Battle series or the Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Tactics game. So this is uh, something that anyone could easily jump into. And most of these uh, uh, these games are standalone, so you can start anytime. So um, thoughts, guys? I was uh, going to miss Miss Yunu did an excellent rundown on this, around rundown on this because she hit the two questions that I had right off oh. the bat. Um, 
for those of you who don't know, I am absolute crap at tactical RPGs. We're talking like <laughs> we're we're talking like everybody absolutely loves the games like Final Fantasy Tactics or or Vandal Hearts, if I remember correctly the title. Um, I am absolute crap at those. We're talking like you know, I I wish that I was any good at it, but it's it's it, because it looks like it should be something that I should be good at, but it I, I, but I am not. So Miss Hina actually hit that that this is one of the more accessible uh, types of strategy RPG. So I might start off on this. She did. There uh, is a disclaimer did... though. Mm, go ahead. Um, I think the older versions, uh, the games, the Fire Emblem games prior to the DS ones are much, much more complex mm. and there's a difficulty curve there. But uh, uh, the games that they released for the 3DS as well as the Switch are the accessible ones. So maybe I would you can try those out. So yeah, she hit my two questions. First, it was the accessibility factor. Would somebody, somebody like me who is, you know, less than, than than a total noob when it comes to tactical strat games, would something like this be uh, something that I would play? The second one is, are they all linked together story-wise? Let me see uh. answer that also properly. The fact that they are all standalone. I don't have to worry about being familiar with the lore of previous ones. I'm sure I, if yep. I were familiar with them, then I would derive a little bit Bit more pleasure with those little Easter eggs and hints and everything, but yeah. if they are all standalone, then I'm good to go. They are. I mean, I have Fire Emblem on the Advance and uh, the Sacred Stones, and I have Shadow Dragon. I also have Awakening on the DS. Oh, um, nice. Yes. Um, I agree with what Missini was saying in terms of the complexity, in terms of the difficulty aspects of the first and even Sacred Stones, and I would say Shadow Dragon on the DS. Very difficult, and that's a remake of one of the SNES mm. games, I believe. And um, sorry, what I will say is the newer games there's a lot more flexibility that makes it a bit easier for newcomers. So there's something to be said about it. in terms of the storyline. Yes, that they are linked in in the same world, um, but again, you don't. Have, it's not like something you need to be worried about. It doesn't matter the way it's written. Is you can come in at any point and play any Fire Emblem game, even if you're not familiar with the histories and lore of it. Um, I was introduced to the first Fire Emblem game for a Western release, which was Fire Emblem on the Advance. And from that point mm. on, we're in love with this series. I know Dan's like thinking, what are you talking about? Shining Force 2 was the first one. <laughs> Sega did it. Sega did do it first, but they didn't follow through, did they? You know, Fire Emblem, yes, the, the, the SNES and the NES games were primitive. And I agree, Shining Force 2 was a much more advanced game. But when you get to the Game Boy Advance and going onwards, the difficulty curve, curve the gameplay mechanics, involvement it got a bit much more technical and now even with awakening going forward with 3ds when you can or i should say fire emblem fates you know you can join clans and all sorts so there's so much more variation in gameplay gameplay elements which shining force 2 don't get me wrong shining force 2 was outstanding for the time it came out I'll, I'll say that but fire emblem has evolved to a point where it's beyond that now and it is by far now i would say the most definitive tactical rpg there is out uh, Viraj is referencing our co-panelist normally here in Timeless Gamer, Mr. Dan Faulkner, and he's getting his hits, his hits in while Dan is not here. So <laughs> he knows that Dan would have lots of violent reactions with what is what he just said about Shining Force. Oh, so, oh, uh, oh he's listening. Uh, he's listening. Don't he's you worry. He's listening right oh, now. God. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Dan is cracking his knuckles right now to, to have a go at Viraj <laughs> next time they see each other. So. <laughs> Stop it, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JDM. What's your what's your thoughts on it? Um, honestly, I haven't uh, delved into the uh, Fire Emblem series. Uh, even 
was it in the Game Boy? Uh, was it in the? Yeah, they, they have it on the Game Boy. The only uh, games that I played, uh, tactical RPGs that I have played was um, Final Fantasy Tactics and Final mm. Fantasy Tactics uh, A2. Ah, uh, A2. So, oh, A2 was. Yeah. Uh, that was that were actually good games uh, and i liked it more than the ps1 game the final fantasy oh. uh, the original final fantasy tactics games because it's uh, it appeals more to uh, younger audiences and the story is not mm. that deep um, the story stand alone and I think that's the reason why uh, Final em- uh, Fire Emblem was became like uh, the most uh, played uh, tactical RPG game because they did not uh, follow up a Final Fantasy Tactics game for the 3DS, and they they only like they uh, made games for uh, the other consoles. I think they focused uh, more on the uh, main series than the tactics. And there was a like a was it the 2DS game called the Final Fantasy 12 um ah, oh, the Revenant Wings. Yes, Revenant Wings like it's the sequel for Final Fantasy 12. It was a uh, it was a strategy game, but it's not the same tactical RPG game that I would like. <laughs> it looks like it's noises again. <laughs> so much faces. JDM, give the first give the first Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance a go. Just try it, and then you'll see. Uh, what, but you you know what I will say about that first Fire Emblem game that was released in the West. What I will say about that is you have to enjoy reading. Yeah, it is a story game. There's a lot of text. Ah, uh, read, reading a lot. Read a lot. That's all of them. Yeah. There is a lot of story that isn't shown in these yeah. cutscenes, and you have to be you have to be a reader and you have to be amazed, uh, sorry, immersed in the story. And to be honest, they are beautifully written games. The right. Writing is great. actually it can't, it can't be any worse than tactics, tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together. I yeah. tried that. That was like I was reading a, a War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> actually, I think I believe that I have learned English a lot from video games than <laughs> what my my uh, teachers uh, in school. Uh, Very good. Yeah, school thought, Very thought. good. And even my classmates will say, "How how did you know these words? How how did you have this vast vocabulary?" Uh, it's it's something to be said about video gaming. Heck, my my knowledge of my knowledge of a world history derives from civilization. Huh? There you go. Except for the fact that Gandhi, uh, Gandhi is a Gandhi is a is a dick. So he he, he, he nukes you the first moment that he he acquires his his nuclear weapons. So I mean, hashtag Gandhi is a dick. Yes, he is. Honestly, he is. <laughs> oh, so that would be English and history. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. You, you can learn a lot from video games, from the dialogue, the texts, how the problem-solving element of it, and you can also apply it to real life. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's that's definitive for every video game. Some video games can be downright toxic, but it's really good when you read a game <laughs> or a you know a game that has literature in there, um, and that that does have a. I mean, one thing I love about Fire Emblem and certain games where 
you're the good guys. You know, you're the good guys. You're taking down evil. There's a good moral to that story. It's not like that toxic video game we all know and, and some of us do love. And it's very popular called Grand Theft Auto. We do all the bad. <laughs> Okay, so it, <laughs> although, <laughs> although someone, someone can say, you can actually say you are always the hero in your own story. It might you might be the villain in the in the in the video game, but you yourself you're oh. like playing as your I can tell you are rooting for Tony Montana. Well, I can yeah. tell you are rooting for him. Yeah, mm, okay. yeah. <laughs> Tommy Versetti for me. Vice City. Tommy Versetti. Vice City. Vice City. Tommy Versetti. Yeah. There you go. Ah, Joe. Brad, a few things. I love the fact. I love it for a fact that every time one of the one of the characters gets defeated, they fall down on the ground, Family Guy style. Describe it to me. Family Guy. Family Guy style. Sergio Dame. Yeah. This describe it to me, Joe. What is Family Guy style? Because I'm I'm familiar with the with the cartoon. Uh, no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to see it first. Oh, fine, fine. Um, fine okay. uh, be, uh, so even Miss Hino knows, right? Mm. <laughs> so, um, uh, quest, uh, question now would be okay. So, uh, Fire Emblem Fate. So it comes as a twin pack, original, right? You got uh, Birthright and Conquest. I remember my brother was trying, uh, was asking me if I can find an extra. Uh, uh, like uh, a retail store that still holds uh, holds in, on the shelf uh, the, the uh, you know uh, the Fates version you know um, the big box with Conquest and Birth, uh, Birthright in it is this is this the same is this the, uh, is this well title pretty much the same as Scarlet and Violet like uh, do you need the other just to understand the overall plotline or uh, or uh, do I need to play Conquest so I can have all of the waifus or do I need to play Birthright so I can have all of the bundles? I, I would say really. that they're really all standalone. What would be different would be the, the third game or uh, what we would consider the DLC because, because some say that it's the canon ending but I would say that both Conquest and Birthright have their own ending. So if you just play one, you're still going to be satisfied by the end of the game. Ah, very uh, good. Very right. good. So, so one game is not co-independent with the, uh, not co-dependent yep. with the other. Game. Yeah, that would totally very suck good. if you'd find out that by the end of the particular game, ah, this isn't real. You know, you have to get another game to get the actual final ending. Yeah. So that would totally right, suck. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did forget to mention that some people were claiming that um, Birthright is easier than conquest so to people who are looking for a challenge maybe they would try out conquest first because um i'm not sure maybe the battles are more strategic or whatnot are, right. is this uh is this um a little little interjection is this like different perspectives of the same thing like rashomon uh shall we say like this the same battle but from everybody else's point of view or is it correct out- it's from two opposing sides mm. so you really get to experience the whole story and that's not something i believe that you normally experience in video games where you you you, you, you do not only watch cutscenes of like mm-hmm. the the evil side you actually control them mm-hmm. you meet all of the characters within that within that certain group so I, that's why i'm really uh, recommending this and uh, one thing that i would commend for the Fire Emblem series is that I believe they're only they're one of the um, 
studios that kept the tactical RPG genre alive because they weren't, as you mentioned, um, they weren't really releasing any new Final Fantasy Tactics games, any new um, Suicoden Tactics games. But now, um, at least we have new games like um, Geofield um, Chronicles, and then we have the the revival of the Advance War games. So um, I, I'm just glad that we're having more tactical RPG games that's coming out right now. So it sounds like it's something that I really should get into, despite <laughs> the fact that I was crap before on it. Okay, I I, I guess uh, I like the fact that you're presenting it as a like um, uh, d- d- different points of view with different motivations and different shades of gray. Not not everybody is totally evil in any particular moment. They just have oh, reasons definitely. for what they're doing. Oh, that yeah. sounds interesting. Oh, okay. I, I, I as a storyline guy, that intrigues me. Alright, very cool. Yep. Okay. It's right. the same with um, what's that PS1 game that's also a, a tactical PS1. RPG, Brigandine. Brigandine. Oh yes. I haven't played that. I want because to play. You, have, uh, you can select different uh, regions of the map, so you mm. play as oh. the uh, you can play as a bad guy, uh, like the the evil um, territory play. or the other. <laughs> Um, factions mm-hmm. and you have right. multiple um, stories mm-hmm. so they are it's so expensive like, I want to play <laughs> uh, converging as you go through and that's a much different uh, harder game because you have the hexagonal mm. um, uh, hexagonal grid yeah, yeah grid, grid? Oh my so god. You have, didn't so, Brigandine also side question JDM? Didn't Brigandine also come out on Switch recently? Or is that a completely uh, yes, different uh, generation? Yeah, uh, yep. But I'm not sure if that's related to the ah. PS1 game. Okay, okay. Mm, okay. I think it's a different iteration from what I've heard from the other. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's still the hexagonal grid. Mm, okay, okay. All right. Sorry to derail your 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 uh, thought on that one, JDM. But yeah, I, I remember seeing Brigandine for the Switch in one of the conventions last year, and I was thinking, should I get this? Is it related to the PS One game? Is get it, it the get same it, one? Get it, 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 get that sounds interesting and scary. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Brigandine, there you go. That's the one uh, the on the first Switch one that I saw. was uh, Brigandine Legends of Forsena. Forsena, okay. Oh. And I think and the, the one that I keep seeing in the conventions, Runeria, Runesia, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, I, if, upon Runeria? just recommendation, yeah, Runeria. upon just recommendation, I'm definitely going to get it then. Okay, sounds good. Um, uh, uh, what Do we have any other showcases, Miss uh, Miss Kino? I'm done with the, my main game, so I'm just going to have a quick honorable um, mentions here. Um, we have here the Virtuous Lasso Lord and Zero Time Dilemma, which was also released for the 3DS. If you're looking for a death game, something like uh, Jigsaw, wherein you need to escape a facility, a building, or whatnot with puzzles, I highly, highly recommend um, these two games. They're both on Vita and on the 3DS. Writing is superb and what I like about um, the works of this writer is that 
he always writes characters that have so much shades of gray. You can't really say that one character is evil. It's like everyone can have a, a motivation or whatnot to kill the others. And um, since we mentioned Kingdom Hearts earlier, um, there's a Kingdom Hearts game, and I think a lot of people overlook this game. The story on this game is canon. It's related to Kingdom Hearts 2. But I would say that the difficulty curve for this game is pretty high. It took me some time to get used to the mechanics because Kingdom Hearts is kind of notorious for changing up their battle mechanics every iteration. So this would be one of the most difficult to master. But once you get it, um, you're it, it can be really um, addicting. Again, amazing graphics um, made by Square Enix. So I, I think they also uh, made full use of uh, the console. And lastly, it also has these um, AR cards of the summons. Um, this has like a, a collecting, a monster collecting aspect to it. So another um, welcome feature for it. So um, that's going to be it for my recommendations guys um, who will be up next so that was Kingdom Hearts 3D drop yep. dead dangerous no <laughs> oh, and, and when they uh, guys uh, for, for the audio my, listeners my cousin actually it's a very good game for the audio <laughs> listeners when they say uh, the, the writing ha- uh, the writing is shades of grey uh, there's no sadomasochism here Okay. It's, not, it's, like it's not Fifty Shades. Okay, <laughs> it's not that kind. It's not that kind of writing. Yeah, no, sorry, Shield. Who knows this? It's just you and your mind that. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a clarification. <laughs> All right, how about we do Sir JDM? Mm. Oh, All right. So for me, I only have a few games, and most of them are from the same series. Since I'm just a casual 3DS enjoyer. Um, I'm kind of late in the 3DS. Uh, I'm kind of late into the 3DS gaming. So I have only played and finished these games. So you have Pokemon Y. This I bought in 2015. So two years after it was released. And then uh, this game, uh, Ultra Moon. This is the like the second iteration of the Pokemon 8th uh, uh, gen- generation of uh, Pokemon. So you have um, this uh, actually this game uh, Pokemon Y is the first um, uh, 3DS game in the series and it's the first one to showcase the 3D um, the 3D model of the Pokemons. So, as we know, Pokemons are like a standalone game. You don't have to play the previous games to play this one. So, the only difference is you have those starters. You have uh, amount of new Pokemons that you can play with and catch with. So, those are those new, new Pokemons. I didn't have this on the release date. So, two, I only played this after two years. But I still enjoy it. Uh, I still enjoyed it. It still has the uh, servers open, so I was able to trade with other um, players uh, through um, the internet. And you still have the. Um, you can also you can still play with other players 
um, locally. You just have to connect via this uh, street pass, and it has a local wireless uh, network, so you can play with your friends who's next to you. And um, it has, I think, 700 Pokemon already uh, when this was released. So most of them, uh, the designs are not so. Um, un- I still love the old school Pokemon from uh, the first and second gen. I think I finished the game by using those um, old Pokemons from <laughs> from the the first two games. So, um, and the other one, this one, it's Pokemon Ultra Moon. This is the eighth generation game, which I had fun with this game because I love catching um, you. In this game, you were able to capture the um, legendary and mythical um, Pokémons from the previous games. Uh, it involves uh, what they call this at uh, 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 dimensional travel, where you can meet Ultra Beasts. Those are the new Pokémons that they've introduced. And what I didn't like about this game, however, was this is the first game. That did not include the national decks or like the complete number of Pokemon. It. Oh, uh, I think we lost JDM's uh, sound. Continue, JDM. Sorry. Uh, now I think you're back. Hi. Oh, sorry. So it didn't have the um, all of the Pokemon's from the previous uh, generations, uh, which they call the uh, national decks. It only has the um, Pokemon that had in that were. Uh, how do you say it? Um, it only has a few Pokemon from the previous regions, and those um, Pokemon that you can see in your Pokédex are only in those in this region, which is the Alola region, uh, which in turn was designed to be like Hawaii or Tahiti, and it's called Alola from the word Aloha, <laughs> and you have uh, what they did, however, is they introduced new variants of old Pokemon uh, just like Meowth you have a different you have the Alolan variant which is of a different uh, type so um, Pokemon has have different types so normally from the previous uh, games uh, Meowth is only a normal type but in this game he it's already a dark type Pokemon and it has a different um, design than the original uh, uh, from the original games and we also have a question from uh, Sir Siebert uh, can anyone please kindly explain why there's a Pokemon white blue gold um, yeah uh, uh, the thing with Pokemon is it was always released as um, like two variants you have for example for the original uh, for the gen 1 you have Um, Pokemon blue, red, green, and yellow. Um, the reason why they had variants is for the people to, uh, because there are Pokemons that you cannot catch in Pokemon Red, and there are, uh, I mean, there's a, there are Pokemons that you can catch on Pokemon Red which you cannot catch in Pokemon uh, green or blue. So the reason so money. Right, money. exactly, money. and 
Or to oh, money. You guys, or to put you, guys money. Are, you guys are you guys are so uh what's the right word for it? Uh or JDM is being so polite. Jaded. Okay. You guys are being, you guys are being so jaded <laughs> about this. They yeah. they wanted to do it for the social aspect. Man, right? I, mean, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Money. But money, yeah. Ah, <laughs> money. So they could. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you could. You will be uh, able to. Um, they could sell the link cables. Mm-hmm. You could sell the wireless uh, uh, yeah. devices. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Hmm. Very interesting the direction Pokemon has evolved from. I remember playing ones on the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and then there was the advanced ones which I skipped out on Ruby and Sapphire. I think, what's the difference? Just adding more Pokemon every time. What is this? There's better games I want to play. And they did that in and they did that in every game, in every main uh, series of games. They did like two or three variants of it. Not necessarily microtransactions, but they kind of get it. But they kind of got the idea from here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So that would be all for me because I haven't uh, really played uh, a lot of games for the 3DS. Uh, um, I only played the demo uh, games that was available back in uh, the eShop. Rest in peace. So I have played. Uh, what game was uh, uh, bravely bravely default? Uh, bravely I default. Played that um, radiant historia. I played that radiant historia. And also for the games that came in with the 3ds, I also enjoyed uh, Face Raider. Uh, was it Face yes, Raider? Yes, the <laughs> one you could. Um, yeah. Use your yeah. uh, the camera your to, face, the to scan your face, yeah. and you let um, uh, you can ask your friends to like stop, pause for a moment, and take a picture of them so you can blast them <laughs> to the face. Yeah. I, I wish the Switch had that function. Yeah, no camera, no camera. Yeah, but um, I remember seeing kids fighting in McDonald's once because um, one was like, "Mummy, he took a picture of me and he's shooting my face." You know, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. He's doing this to me, making fun of me. But especially, yeah, of uh, especially if it's the person that you don't like the most, and you mm. just want to suck. <laughs> when you, when you're you just do it. You we'll take a picture. We've we'll siblings have hated. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, guys. So, any uh, any comments or questions in regarding Pokemon XY, Ultra Moon? I will say just a very sorry, but just a very quick one. I will say about Pokemon. And this is not me trolling you, JDM. I, I can understand why you bought Pokemon and why a lot of people to this day buy Pokemon as their solo title for their Nintendo handheld. And um, this has been going on since the Game Boy Color was just in the Game Boy and whatever. And parents would buy the system and they think, well, we've only got enough for one game. And they give them Pokemon because it's just got so much replay value. That game is so immersive. There's so much you can go with it. That one game is enough. It's it, and I know it's gonna, I'm going to say it, it's going to sound really snobbish of me, but it's the poor man's game. It's a poor man's game. It's a poor man's game. That's it. Uh, <laughs> but but no, now that you actually have the the capability to 
like hack the system. So yes. maybe I will be able to play the other games. Oh, you want to sell the seven seas, eh? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, okay. so hashtags in Pokemon are for peasants. Pokemon, like mad people. I tell you, this is a true story. When I worked in the game shop, when Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire were out, I had 26 copies each in my cabinet, and only had three copies each of, say, Sonic Advance three or whatever it was. And then I had, you know, and and it, they'd sell, but Pokemon's a hit. It was a seller. It would just go boom, boom, boom. Whenever I sell a Game Boy, and the parents are like, "What Game Boy do I get for my kid?" Pokemon. It's like it's easy. It's such an easy sell. And Nintendo, all they really had to do was make a Game Boy. And and Pokemon, a DS and get and Pokemon. That was a system seller. That was the same. I know we haven't talked about Pokemon much when we talk about Nintendo's handhelds because we like to explore the other library. But yeah. Pokemon is the staple title. But Pretty much. It's not something that appeals to me. I mean, it used mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. but it is it is the staple title for, that parents would buy for their children. I'm not saying it's a children's game. Adults play it. Like my best friend's dad, mm-hmm. he loves Pokemon. He's he's um, Sir Joel's age. You know. He, mm-hmm. Pokemon Go came out. He had his mobile phone. He wanted to go collect a Diglett in a tube station somewhere in London with a bunch of kids. I thought, no. okay, fine, you enjoy that. That's fine. But uh, no, that can that can be interpreted a certain number of ways. It is. Like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make, make insult you or anything, Jaden. Uh, like, the game's got so much replay value. You don't need yeah. to buy any other game. Pokemon That's is true. It engulfs you. That's true. That's my thoughts on Pokemon. So whenever I see. Uh, for example, when I go to a shop, I see, mm-hmm. oh, it has Resident Evil Revelations for the 3DS. They have Snake Eater for the 3DS. Mm. Ooh, no, yes. I don't need that. I have Pokemon. I have um, <laughs> I have a solid Snake Eater at ho- uh, for my PS3. Why should I buy that? Why should I buy those things? I have Pokemon. You sell the seven Cs. You understand how interesting that 3DS port yeah. is. Mm. It's actually quite a good port. All right. So, any other insulting words for Pokemon? Um, you know. No, it's not insulting. I have, I have a very valid. If you're on a budget, all right, and you haven't got that kind of that amount of liquid to spend loads of money. No, no, you're, you had your pizza. No going back. It's a poor man's game. I want to hear what Miss Hino has to say about that. One. Okay, it's a game for peons. All right, you heard it. <laughs> Let's hear what Miss Hino has to say. I'm I'm someone who who's only familiar with the first gen mm. of Pokemon, and it's not something that I was uh, that I really got attached to because in um, we are firstly our family was more of a PlayStation family, so we didn't really have that much exposure when it comes to the Nintendo uh, first party uh, first party uh, titles. So. That's why you can see everything that I'm recommending are just um, third-party titles. And I was looking at the trailer of um, the, the two Pokemon games mentioned, and from a technical point of view, it looks much more appealing. Those older-gen Pokemon games look so much more appealing than the ones that we currently have for the Switch. And if we're going to the technical aspects of it, Um, correct me if I'm wrong, because from the trailer, how I understood it was that those games had forced perspectives per area. So that means they would um, save more um, storage when it comes to the number of polygons, the sizes of the texture, since there's just a forced perspective. So that's why it looks so, so much better than the open world current 
um, Pokemon games that we have today. So that's just a little bit of critic. Um, I, I don't think Nintendo has any excuse on why the recent games are looking less more appealing than the older titles because we have Zelda. They have Zelda Breath of the Wild. If they can do that with Zelda, why can't they look for a different studio? who can produce a more polished and better looking Pokemon games because this is not their first time doing 3D it's just their first time doing a more open world um, game so I think it's just a huge letdown and I- I'm not a fan but I feel bad for the fans because they were expecting okay, so a well, open world but it looks like a PS2 game what well, we'll say All right. so, uh, 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 so one insult one rant okay <laughs> no, this is actually a compliment. It's a compliment. Nintendo is is the highest grossing video game franchise of all time. It's 90 billion. That's what it's worth. 90 billion. Yeah. That's what it's done. Zelda is 3 billion 336 million. What? So 3.4 million. The gap yeah. is so big. Yeah, I'm looking at this at titlemax.com. So, yeah, Pokemon and Mario are the two biggest highest video game franchises in the world in terms of grossing. So, Pokemon is a big deal. I know it's a game for peons, but it's done a lot. It's done really well. It's done really well okay. because it is. It's accessible to so many people. So I'm not going to knock it. All right. So um, how about we kick it further down to the ground, uh, Sir Jobo? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to have. I, but I do have a. I I want to comment Nintendo every time they create a Pokemon game that showcases the older generations because ah, lots of. Every new generation gets into Pokemon and not everyone would be as attached or would be appealed to a new set of a hundred monsters and at least they can still um, <laughs> Yeah, Bulbasaur. Uh, well that's that's it for me. Okay, go ahead. Sorry for cutting you off. Yeah, no problem, no problem. All right, so I, I in my case, uh, I'm, I'm my challenge to Raymond Orendes, our one of our resident Pokemon masters, still stands. Raymond, I want you to build me a team of three Magikarps and three uh, Metapods, and and make that you know make that uh, take it all the way to the very final boss. Okay, so that's that's my challenge to Raymond Orendes. When I mentioned that to him, he said, "I'm getting a headache." <laughs> He's just okay. thinking about it. So, all right, so in. Well, I'm gonna segue from JDM because of the fact that um, his his uh, t- his take on his personal take on the game is going to be uh, kind of related to my uh, the one game that I'm gonna be talking about right now. It's going to be Oopsie Daisy. <laughs> it just <blew> out of my <laughs> oh, head. Yeah, it's, it's going to be um, Yokai Watch. Let me just turn off the light here. Uh, Yokai Watch is the game series that is a lot, a lot of people kind of consider to be the um, the uh, rival to Pokemon in terms of gameplay, especially in Japan, because of the fact that it has the monster collecting, it has the um, the childlike aspect to it, uh, and the, the fact is, it's not necessarily uh, analogous to it because of the fact that Yokai Watch it has a it has its theme is not so much monsters as it is traditional Japanese uh, spirits. Uh, if you if you are really into Japanese lore, something very big for the Japanese is that they believe in what is called yokai, which is spirits all around them that kind of influence their movements, influence their actions, influence their thoughts and emotions. So this game delves into that into that mythology. And it's got the monster collecting aspect in the sense that all of these spirits that you collect, that you battle, that you that you tame, 
are actually based on uh, the things that they used to believe. Think of it in Filipino terms. If our yokais are basically the tikbalangs, the manananggals, the aswangs, and things like that, these are the Japanese equivalents to uh, to what is in <clears throat> in the game. So these yokai are actually things that you would you would find that would be familiar to all the children in Japanese lore uh, as they grow up in Japanese lore because they would look at these characters and they would say ah this is exactly what I envisioned this Japanese monster or mythical mythical being to be and it's the it's it it's more it's the technical aspect of it is different in the sense that it is semi-turn based but it has i guess the right term for it is kind of like the final fantasy active battle system where you can where the characters really will attack you even if you're just standing around so you still get your turns but you'd better start thinking tactically about those turns because your time is running out and there is a radial uh, a radial portion at the bottom part of the 3DS when you go into battles that you can rotate six different yokai in and out uh, to battle the three yokai monsters that face you at any particular time. There can be up to three monsters coming at you at a single moment and you have six at the same time. It's showing here right now in the video portion that your stylus can rotate those monsters in and out and it's not confined to just tapping the monster and having him attack there's also certain movements that you can do with your stylus like like tapping a glass so that it shatters so that your monster can be released from its confinement or uh rubbing rubbing the 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 lower portion so that you can clear the fog from the monsters being dizzy it's a very it's a very tactile very actually utilizing the lower screen of the 3DS portion and it I, I guess that's one of the things that I worry about when it try when they try to translate into the switch in the future because of the fact that the tactile aspect might get in the way of it there's only being one screen of it but in general the nice thing about the yokai watch series is the anime and the game are really closely related to each other not like in pokemon where the the game is game storyline is almost completely separate from the anime of pokemon in yokai watch you have a main character called nate who befriends this initial yokai called whisper and he becomes your shall we say butler it is almost exactly the same in the anime as it is in the game so you're not uh, separated when you try to jump from the game into the anime you will relate each one to each other because you're not going to be thrown off the deep end who the heck is that guy why is he the one why is he the main character here i i'm got used to playing with with this guy whereas i'm seeing in the anime it's this guy called ash why he, he's a, who's a dumbass but you know um the it's 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 thing the thing is you are it is a nice little property in the sense that you can relate yourself to nate's journey in making all of these yokai as your friends and it still gets translated in the anime you still see it actually happening in the anime as you go through but in the game you actually play as the character and you can go whatever direction that you like and it's of course you can also choose to play as a girl who is katie his his love interest shall we say or in the future it's going to happen but you know in the game itself it's not it, it hasn't happened yet but you know it's going to happen down the line so it's a great nice little alternative to the pokemon franchise 
I know I'm not really big on Pokemon because uh, it, it didn't appeal to me in the old days. But something special about the Yokai Watch series is a little side story is the fact that I played this game while my daughter was growing up. She's 10 years old now, but she will. Uh, we have fond memories of playing this together when she was about five or six years old, and we had a lot of fun with it. It was it was it's a great game for bonding time between parents and children who are not familiar, who might not have grown up with the Pokemon series. The 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 Yokai Watch game series is highly interactive in terms of gameplay. It is very colorful. It is uh, the characters that you get to experience are very uh, the, the 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 monsters that you get to experience are very varied in terms of their abilities, in terms of their affinities. All of these monsters, by the way. Um, have certain affinities and uh, strengths and weaknesses as most monster collecting games are wont to do uh, and it would it you would have a lot of fun trying to mix and match them definitely but the thing is it is as light-hearted shall we say as you want it to be especially when you want to play it with your children and i guess at my age i l- appreciate War and Peace, like I said, Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace, the depth of the storyline. But sometimes I also just want to go for a nice, simple, light storyline. And Yokai Watch serves that up in spades. It is a good game to play um, if you want to get back in touch with the child inside. That is my uh, 3DS game of choice. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. If anybody has any questions about it, I'll be most, I'll be most uh, receptive to trying to answer them. Sir Viraj. I have no questions. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm very thorough with that. And it's obviously, it's not a game that really comes up on, it's not a game that I'd have a palette for, you would say. Mm-hmm. I can understand like why people can really <laughs> feel that like they can get into a game like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look like a game which, again, um, I mean, there was a game that was announced before. Um, it was actually, um, it's Hunix, uh, uh, it was one of her first games. And I said, look, it's not the sort of game that I'd go to, but again, it looks like quite a straightforward game to get into and something that you can thoroughly enjoy. It. Um, but it's, it's, it's wonderful how it was something that you bonded with your daughter with. I think that's mm. something really special about that. And if you can do that with children, yeah, all the, all the more power to you. That's all I will say. So, yeah, good for you. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see, no. The way how you mentioned the battle mechanics is something that I believe would also work well with the original DS. Uh, we mentioned in our previous episode that was that um, unfortunately, the 3DS didn't really utilize the stylus or the the whatever the tactile functions of the lower screen of the 3DS. So I'm really happy to hear that it's it it has some challenging aspects to it. I mean, it's lighthearted, but still it doesn't it, it still gives you the, uh, a challenge even though you're an adult. An adult. I it's. I never heard any bad thing about the Yokai uh, watch series, so that's why I was pretty uh, curious about it. But unfortunately, the prices for the physical yeah, um, edition gotten... are pretty steep right now. But I, I do agree with you. Uh, I'm kind of worried now um, on how they will be translating it to the Switch because I do know that Level 5 is planning to revamp on some of their older franchises. And they had this silhouette of what their plans are for the future, and I believe one of those silhouettes are the main character is the main character of Yokai Watch. Um, I, I just hope they also give us a collection <laughs> in the oh, future I, so that I can I, I I can save up on the money. I I believe they can still find ways on how they can translate 
the battle mechanics um, to the Switch because Square Enix did it with um, The World Ends With You. And that's another game that's very uh, focused on the top, <clears throat> the, 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 the top and the lower screens of the DS. That's all for me. All right, and from all your right. lips to God's ears, Miss Hino. From lo- your lips to God's ears in terms of the collection. Cross fingers on that one. Okay, back to you, John. Uh, so, JDM. Oh, uh, so, uh, volume. Sorry, sorry, JDM, you might still be on mute. All right. Nope, um, nope. So yeah. nothing. All right, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first if, uh, before Sir JDM. Um, with the Yokai Watch, if, if Earthbound was released to the modern era, this would have been it. Kind of. Kind of, um, yes. For, for the weebs out there who <laughs> likes their Japanese culture and likes to dwell on Japanese mythology, this would have been... Uh, and you're still itching for that Earthbound game. Yeah, this would... This might catch your eye. Very true. Uh, a succinct assessment. And, and, and pretty accurate, actually, John. It is. Mm-hmm. It's. A, I mean, it's a shame. Um, they haven't really released... Uh, <laughs> an, earth, an earthbound game ever since the, uh, the, the SNES era, right? Uh, let's see if JDM's uh, volume is back on. It's uh, uh, sad, sad to say now. All right, I guess we're just going to uh, gather his opinion a little later. Viraj, I, th- I think you had something to say. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like it's a lovely game. I'm assuming you did touch on something. I was going to say, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it is an expensive game. It, it sounds like it's an expensive game to get. Um, but, you know, I mean, as soon as dressed, dressed for the parts, you can always sell the seven seas. Ah, there you go. <laughs> very true, very it's true. Hurt, man. You look like a pirate. <laughs> mm. You're ready All to right. say, You're ready. Okay. I think right. uh, there are other ways to play. I'm not promoting it. Anyway, uh, I do hope there are Switch ports, though, in the future for, for old IPs and stuff like that. But we'll see, because it's a shame that games are lost to time, lost to a, a system, and then collecting for them is just ridiculously expensive. Um, I know that a lot of people do recently did give Nintendo, including me, a lot of flat porting things on the Switch and doing remakes and stuff. But then part of me is like, well, why not? I just, I've got no excuse them doing that. But they should also put more new IPs out as well and sequels as well. So uh, there's something to be said about that. I'll just finish my, my point on that. But, you know, it would it, be good if they did more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. All right. You. Do, do the... Monsters also evolve in this game. Or... Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that they do. Once they hit a certain level, uh, they do evolve, and you collect the monsters by battling them. And if you show yourself as strong enough against them, then they give you what they what they call their medals, their yokai medals. It's like their little summoning coins. So whenever right. you need it, uh, they you, you can summon the monsters. And there's a little tie-in toy where you, your watch, uh, a yokai watch, is you can insert the uh, you can buy the actual medal. Ah, uh, that's why it's yeah, called your kai watch. Okay, watch. Okay, and Nate uses his watch in game. Uh, a crystal on it when when you open it up you can see the the yokais are invisible inside of the game so this little crystal starts floating around and you search for the yokai all around so in a very like, common rider of mm, them yeah yes, very common rider <laughs> we just stop and think about it it also but, yeah. reminds me of nino kuni oh yeah nino since it also has the collect the collecting aspect in it that's that's yeah. actually a very good uh, and, and that's a very good analogy to it the nino kuni series is a good analogy to the yokai watch series and yeah, I would say for those of you who are looking for a nice, light, uh, kid-friendly game, the Yokai Watch series, if you can find it for cheap, is the way to go. And uh, also, the design of the monsters looks like the monsters from the Dragon Quest series. 
A little uh, bit, yeah, that's true. A little bit. Slightly. Yeah. Some of the smaller monsters do kind of look like the yokai, yeah. Right now, Pokemon are, uh, game freaks are not really, like, uh, uh, designing any uh, yeah. interesting I have monsters admit, I have to admit, ever since, ever since I saw that keychain Pokemon, I thought, ah, game freaks yeah. really scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel on this one. And, you know, it looks like a set of keys. <laughs> and on... Uh, I, on the eighth generation of Pokemon, uh, they have there's a design for a dragon type Pokemon in a form of an apple. Uh, apple, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a piece of oh, apple. If you like, uh, oh. place a cartoonic eye and like really? a tail. <laughs> That's sad. That's sad. The first thing you see in your house. Okay, okay, that, okay that, that's a Pokemon. <laughs> 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 I mean, I remember when Pokemon Gold came out. There's one of the earlier Pokemon you get was called Chikorita. I think that was a name. Oh, yeah. Chikorita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my friends said to me, it looks like a turd with a leaf on it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Some Pokemons do have some weird outlandish yeah. design. Thinking, what, what, how much imagination went into creating this thing? Mm. Um, okay. Uh, no comment. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's enough uh, Pokemon bashing for one day. <laughs> and um, all right, so our producers are, are saying this. So... Uh, it's time to end the show and I think we got a lot of content this time so let's just do the uh, so that's our show for uh, just that's our show for tonight guys that's for the 3DS redo all the games that we have uh, the notable ones anyway so let's do our shameless plugs let's do with Sir JDM first where can they find you? Yes, uh, you can catch me, uh, my channel, okay. one, two, three. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, Go Retro uh, on Twitch, and I'm starting to go back on Kick uh, because uh, I need to have a fall fallback uh, platform where I could stream because, as we know, Twitch is almost imploding mm. right now, and some of those um, uh, large... Uh, those no famous streamers are now jumping um, to a different platform. So saying hi, saying hi to Amaran. Hello, Amaran. Welcome to <laughs> and, <Kick. laughs> and XQC. Alright, so you can catch me one, two, three, go retro. I usually play in the afternoon. And if you would like to watch um, retro, a variety streams, retro, modern, um, hidden games, you can check out my channel. So. All right. Thank you for that, Sir JDM. How about Sir Joel? All right. Uh, like like JDM says, uh, you can find me on kick.com slash Banyagang Native. Uh, almost everybody, everybody who is uh, who is streaming right now and is... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's just Jomarap Jomarap Facebook gaming page did uh, and on YouTube and on Kick did... Uh, sorry, on Twitch did say, let's go Amrath. And I completely agree with him on that one. One of the biggest nets of Kick right now is Amrath's moving over to Twitch. If you guys are not familiar with Amrath, he's one of the biggest streamers on Twitch ever. Like, she is immune to bans or anything like that. So, again, if you guys... Biggest? Are... Ah, biggest. Okay. Yeah! Okay. Um, let, let's biggest. leave it at that. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. Um, for those of you uh, who are looking for me, you can look for me on... I saw bigger. <laughs> 
kick.com slash native and you can find me streaming the most obscure, the most unusual, the most unknown games. I, I lead us an informal subgroup in Pinoy Retro Gaming called the Connoisseurs of the Obscure. We always look for the unusual, the unknown, the strange, the weird games. You can find me streaming all of those on kick.com slash native Back to you, John. All right. And speaking of big mm-hmm. collecting, Missino. <laughs> 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 nice save there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys can find me on uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, and IG. Handle is you know Tora right there, somewhere over there. I'm actually um, a bit jealous because you guys get to stream. I'm, I I don't have a PC, but a lot of my friends actually told me that maybe I should start streaming because they think that people might find my personality interesting. So. No, Who knows? Certainly, that, certainly maybe that's something that I can try in the future. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. All right, and we would like to uh, thank again Miss Hino for uh, for allowing us to invite her again in such short notice just to do just to redo this episode. <laughs> Thankfully, she's available <laughs> and she consented thank to do this. Very busy person, this one. All right, and the originator of this 3DS episode, Sir Viraj. <laughs> All right. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We've definitely been a bit more thorough with the software. Um, sorry for you guys who, who didn't well didn't go through the we didn't go through it last time in that much detail, but we did go through the hardware and all the other various aspects to it. So it wasn't a complete loss, but we, we definitely covered the software in thorough detail this time. Um, yeah, and, and thank you for all of those on the panel who joined us this time around. Oh yeah, because that goes without saying you're very thorough with your gameplay as well. About. So thank you again for making this um, episode extra special. Um, you can find me on um, uh, the new YouTube channel site with uh, a few of the brothers called the Sega Mega Master. I know it's a Nintendo episode, but um, I, I do um, I do a, an episode where we review old Sega Mega Drive and Masters games. So if you just search Sega Mega Masters on YouTube with spaces, you'll find me featured on there. You'll also find me floating around the Sega Genesis group on, on, on Facebook. Um, so yeah, it's not to say that I'm, I'm purely a Sega person as you can clearly see from this episode I, mean, I have my fingers in a lot of pies but I'm predominantly a Sega person at heart but um, yeah thanks for joining us over back to you alright so for all of you guys who uh, still not cannot get enough of Sir Viraj mm. the link is down there so just go to YouTube and search for Sega Mega Masters uh, for all of you uh, for, all, uh, for you ladies out there who cannot get enough of that sweet delectable English accent of here <laughs> <laughs> go, there, go there all hey, right yeah. and, <laughs> and uh just to just to plug the show so timeless gamer uh, is still uh, is quite still quite available go just uh, for our uh, for our video live shows just go to pr uh, to the facebook page of Pinoy retro gaming or just go to the youtube channel timeless gamer prg uh for Twitch, it's just Pinoy Retro Gaming. I'm not sure if they tend to keep our uh, our older episodes. They tend to erase all uh, the older ones, as far, uh, as far as I can tell. So either go to Pinoy Retro Gaming Facebook page or go to YouTube, uh, the YouTube the YouTube channel Thomas Gamer PRG. And for our audio format, you can still uh, you can still catch those uh, Pokemon. Uh, you can still catch those. Mm. Listen to those in and all and all of the major audio streaming platforms out there like spotify and yeah that's it guys for for the show and as always our bodies and our games might grow out of date but 
our gaming experiences will forever remain. Hey, time, time works. works. Thanks very much, everybody.